0: This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we're talking The Creator. That's spelled C-I-R-T-O-R. Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron and as always, this is... Abe, hello, Aaron, how are you? You know, I'm doing well. I I am now not on vacation as opposed to the last two weeks. (laughs) And I have to say, it's all right. Like I I, I enjoyed my vacation. I enjoyed seeing you. That was fun. Oh, I
1: thought you meant like, uh, you know, uh,
0: work was just not
1: the same, just you know, I was saying it's fine. Like I came back
0: i i took I took care of everything in advance, so it wasn't like a mess when I came back. So mm-hmm. things were fine. So
1: there you go, responsible adult Aaron.
0: Exactly. But uh you know, now it, with it, more
1: now with more judo chop action.
0: It, it was fun to like record with you, and now I'm back in the house, and it's like well, it's such a clean audio, as <laughs> opposed to like <laughs> our gorilla podcasting we were doing last week. <laughs> but... it, was, it was much better
1: than times past. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. It was uh, an overcast day yesterday, but we needed a little bit of morning rain. All right.
0: Well, good. <laughs> We're going to get more of it. It's. it's... <laughs> It's not not only is it, of course, spooky season, but it's also autumn (laughs) for a guy who hates the term spooky season. You've said it at least like five times on a recorded podcast. I mean, if we want to talk about things I don't really like, but I keep engaging in, we'll talk about the Saw franchise soon enough. uh, (laughs) Good tease. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, out now is a film podcast where Amy and I discuss new movies and more weekly. We dig into film via most spoiler for your review, the occasional commentary track, or some other film movie topic. This is episode 551. five, five, five one. Five five one. Oh, I was almost going to beat you to it. <laughs> and this week, we're talking the creator. Nice. The latest film from director Gareth Edwards, uh, which t- did not come in super high at the box office this weekend. How uh, did it do? Fortunately, it didn't cost too much. It's only eighty million um, compared mm-hmm. to other films that we'll talk about. The relationship of budget to uh cold due to uh I guess output soon enough it came in at fourteen million in third place Oof. among three two, th- one of three you know major new releases the other two of course uh were the combined force that's known um, wildly popularly as Saw Patrol um <laughs> we had Saw X in second place with eighteen million mm-hmm. uh, but of course Paw Patrol colon the mighty movie came to number one with $23 million.
2: Uh, Okay,
0: so We might have to just stop. We might have to drop the, t- the creator as a topic and just, just talk about Paw Patrol, the mining movie, instead. That might be the, <laughs> the way to go on this, just more popular. Yeah. But we won't. We'll talk about the creator. And joining <laughs> us this week to discuss the creator we have from FirstShowing.net, no one had ever confused him for Nero but maybe a simulant. It's Alex Billington. Hello. I am happy to join the show. I, I, think, we got, I think we got the simulant. <laughs> today what i feel like the last time alex was on we also had like some kind of robot themed thing going i feel like that's not the first time you did this kind of thing maybe he's our robot correspondent i need to look up what the last episode
3: i have emotions as well sometimes (laughs) said like a true human alex how are you doing very well (laughs) today is a sunny day here all is shining brightly in my side of the world alex can you tell me what year it is for you 2065. <laughs> Welcome to the, the future, movie. my friends. I don't, I, I don't know what year it is in general. I don't know twenty something true. something. Yeah. Alex just <laughs> lives by festival time. Yeah, yeah. When's the next festival? It's good question. <laughs>
0: Countdown is on till Sundance at this point. <laughs> Where where'd you go? What festival would you go to last?
3: Uh well, Venice. Which well, is there like you go. The Venice, Telluride, Toronto, Shazam, and then um actually next week i go to sitch's film festival in spain which is like the european version of fantastic fest
2: oh okay
0: cool yeah i i I sometimes get screenings for that festival and i I like the films that come out of that generally actually so yeah it's
3: it's well it's now that it's october i'm in like horror mood and i i this is what i loved about fantastic fest is sometimes i'd go to fantastic fest and you'd watch all these cool horror and then i'm like great i go home and i spend the rest of october watching horror and you're like you're in such a good vibe then so uh, I have the same kind of thing going on over here, where I'm like, yeah, I go watch a bunch of cool new horror and and, and sci-fi and action, and you know, dig the October autumn vibes of all the cool stuff that they got. Because yeah. you know, it's actually it's a nice break from the festival films, which are like these snooty, you know, pretentious. Like, look at my cinema, and then you're like, <laughs> I just want to watch some people be blown up. Like, that sounds good for a while. Like, bring bring me bring me some gore and mayhem. You know, yeah, you
1: got to remember where you come from. That where was where great, do I come from? That, that was a great Yorgos
0: Lanthimos <laughs> impression, by the way. Cinema? Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: no, it's not Yorgos that's making fun of it. I'm kidding.
0: Others. Jesus Christ. Right. Down.
1: He knows Yorgos. Yorgos listened to
3: our podcast,
0: Aaron. Jeez. <laughs> the slander. By the way, I was entirely right. You were on our Megan episode, and you did do a robot. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well i mean you bring me on the robot episodes i'm gonna drop a robot voice That's i do tend to bring design. you a lot
0: of sci-fi episodes so.
3: <laughs> i also have to to prepare your fans for the totally robotic person that is about to be the guest on your show and, and has uh. no true feelings here
0: i mean i dig <laughs> I just, it i feel like just saying alex billington they already got that but i mean we'll, we'll talk yeah.
2: about oh zing all right. Okay, that's it. Goodbye, guys. Have a wonderful show.
0: All right. Yeah, yeah. Tell us uh, where we find more of your stuff, Alex. <laughs> well, Somewhere in the ether, I don't know. <laughs> well, Alex, it is good to have you back here on the show, and we're going to talk with you all about a plenty of things this week. But let's get some show notes real quick. Uh, first up, uh, it is October officially. It is officially October, which is a fun for us because, as Alex already alluded to. It puts a lot of people in the horror mood, even though we talk about horror a lot on this podcast, (laughs) but regardless, (laughs) um, it is the time for our horror specials, our annual series of horror-themed special episodes. We do one a week for the entire month of October, and uh, we have a whole schedule lined up for you. We're going international this year. We're going to tackle a new country every week and their relationship to horror. Uh, For the inaugural episode of the 2023 horror specials, we have South Korean horror in mind, so stay tuned for that one coming this Friday at the time of this recording. I think you um, mean Fright Day. Am I right, Alex?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I, saw, I saw a distance little hand raise for a high five. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, that'll be dropping soon enough. And we'll be following suits with uh, different countries every week, as I said. And we'll conclude the month with our new commentary track for The Exorcist 1973's Ooh. The Exorcist from director William, the late William Friedkin. Spoiler I will not be on that episode. <laughs>
1: Oh. for for the for the uh, horror
2: part. we'll see maybe you will
1: though
0: maybe who knows maybe you'll I'll see be Ex- like
1: guys i watched behind a blanket again because
0: we're because we're talking we're talking um, the new exorcist this next week so you'll know, have yeah. seen that so maybe you'll be in the mood be I'm like very you know I thrilled to
1: these. go see that in theaters
0: <laughs> but yeah that should all be a lot of fun. we always have a lot of fun with these horror episodes so uh, stay tuned for all of that uh, um, anything? What else we have? Uh, iTunes, review, iTunes reviews and ratings, of course. Good to get those. Helps out the show. Helps other people find the show. If you want to hear more of this nonsense, go to iTunes. Search for Out Now through our name. Search, you know, hit the old review and rating tab and give us a rating and review. It'd be great.
1: Thank you so much in advance. Yeah.
0: All right, let's move on. Let's get to let's get to uh, some Out Now quickies. Trade Each week down, now we move at the quickies. Trade All right. Alex, let's go to you. What have you seen recently?
3: Uh, blah, 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 blah. No I got two films recently on my agenda First is Cassandro the, oh, okay. um, Yeah from Sundance this year With Gael yeah. Garcia Bernal It's finally on Amazon Prime For everyone to watch around the world Though I had to search for it Because it did not appear on my, <laughs> my Prime video listing uh, And um, I, I watched it with my wife Who had never seen it yet And uh, we both very much enjoyed it I think it's fantastic performance From Gael Garcia Bernal Still really got me emotionally Really wonderful film that no one is going to see, but I highly recommend it. And um, the other one, which I am more intrigued by, just because it's so funny, is I finally watched this Sandler special, the "You Are Not, You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah." uh Yeah, okay. Which is uh, enjoyable. It's also on Netflix for everyone to watch. It's enjoyable, but it's like not this, you know, mind blowing thing that I've seen some critics say. It is extremely Jewish, which is really cool because they Mm -hmm. like fully embrace that. I mean, which is nice to see in a, in a like well-done movie. Uh, and actually, the best part about it is that Adam Sandler's probably the funniest thing in it. Like, his children, who appear in both lead roles, are, like, fine. They're
0: fine, yeah.
3: Yeah. They're, I mean, they hold their role, which is good. But, like, every time Sandler would come on, it, and it was great because he felt very much like he was just the grumbling father of the movie. I was like, this is actually genuinely good humor here.
0: Because he's so, playing it in, like, bits, where, like, he's yeah, doing yeah, the same yeah. thing he does in his other, like, I you know, his, his, I would go on vacation and be, like, the smart ass guy next to all my wacky friends, but it's, like, he's a supporting character, it's, like, it totally fits for that kind of role. So, exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah.
3: It was enjoyable, like, I, I don't know, I, I guess I was expecting crap, and then I read all these nice reviews, and, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll check it out, and it was, it was fine.
2: like I'm
0: with you I think it's a very nice movie and again you know between this and Cha Cha Real Smooth happy to see anything representing bar mitzvahs and bot mitzvahs on screen on a frequent (laughs) basis Uh, but
3: although although a question for you then Aaron yes are are bot and bar mitzvahs really that extravagant because this movie was like so much about I gotta have the most banging bot and I was like these must be rich people because I can imagine most people's bot and bar mitzvahs are not this clearly they're rich
0: people they're bringing in like (laughs) DJs and all this like yes that's what I'm saying saying, you could ask your cousin to DJ your bat mitzvah? Yes, you can't. No, that wasn't the most extravagant thing. It's more like the <laughs> did they have like like a, what like a licorice station or something like some crazy? Yes, exactly. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I I'm mean, like, I, like I,
3: they made it seem like this is like the normal thing for every every like 13 year old Jewish kid. Oh like, no, oh, this, is very much, this, this is very much this is very much
0: a this is very much a people that live in like you know fancy New York parts or yeah. LA parts doing this kind of thing, but also. I mean, Alex, you, we we've lived through the whole like MTV's Sweet Sixteen thing. I mean, yeah, yeah, certainly true. this kind of stuff exists. Like that's it's a reality show. So no, I'm not surprised that that the fantastical version of a film would present bat mitzvah's in this elaborate sense. But yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're rich <laughs> kids. I mean, that's that's yeah, the whole true. You know, it's already mild commentary, but yeah. I, <laughs> but now I, I want
3: to mine. Aaron, did you have a bar mitzvah? And did you have a licorice bar uh, slash I, other cool things at it?
0: <laughs> I had a James Bond themed bar mitzvah. Had no bar way! No mitzvah. way! That's pretty I I brand photos, for Aaron, man, I need I, photos. I want I ha- to see this. <laughs> if, I, if I can find you some, I'll text you some. But, yeah, uh, we need uh, them. But um, no, <laughs> I need. I, I need them. But wasn't no, I a, think
1: we need them? Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs>
0: It wasn't nearly as elaborate as what's presented in this film. No, it, it okay, was a, okay. it was a it was a nice reception with a moderate amount of guests and no room for a licorice station or what have you. <laughs> Too bad. Yeah, such a shame. But I hear you. Like it, it's like a it's a it's a nice movie. But and yeah. I think by default it's one of the better Adam Sandler movies, it's certainly the best one from Netflix. But yeah, exactly, like, yes, yeah, exactly. so I'm not. You know, it's not top ten. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? Is that all you see?
3: Uh, I mean, I watch other random stuff. I watch a really bad documentary called Neither Confirm Nor Deny, which is, I don't know. I won't recommend it. And then also the one you guys have also probably seen is this No One Will Save You on Hulu mm-hmm. uh, sci-fi one, which is really cool. Although I've been debating with a lot of people similar to the creator, which we'll get into with me, where I'm like, I really like it, but I don't think it's a masterpiece. But critics seem to think it's a masterpiece. But then there's a lot to debate and argue about it, like which you can only debate and argue once you've seen it, because there's a lot that happens in the second half. So. Very, very good film, at least. I'm glad it exists and that they, as with a lot of stuff these days, I'm like, I don't know how they made it, like, let them make this. I don't know how they were like, okay, sure, we'll give you all this money and then, I guess because they're dumping it on Hulu, but still, interesting and cool
0: creation from Hollywood. I think the fact there's, like, three locations kind of helps with that, but
3: yeah, but still, it's like you, you, this kind of stuff just doesn't get made in general. So, whenever one gets made and is actually like released, although you could barely say this is released, nonetheless, I'm still like, this is cool. Like, I'm sure I'm sure. happy that they looked at the script and they're like, wow, no dialogue. Okay, well, we'll find you anyway.
0: I mean, it's a Fox movie that came out in the Fox woods. I mean, I, it's not too surprising <laughs> they got made this made for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I we hadn't talked about it yet because it came out. It came out the weekend that vacation week. time. Yeah. Uh, okay. 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 But um, uh, I was going to suggest because next week is kind of bare that Abe and that maybe we uh. Oh, we'll we'll probably do like a, like a a
1: bonus catch up episode. Yeah. And I
0: think this would be a good like highlight topic. So I don't yeah. really want to talk about it this week too much in extent. But if you, I'm happy to hear what you have thought of it, Alex. And I hear what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Abe, no. That's Abe, I, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: That's Abe. What have you seen? Also on the Hulu network, I've been
1: watching the last season of Reservation Dogs. And uh, so far, so good. You haven't finished yet? I haven't finished yet, no. It uh, ends well. How dare you spoil this for me?
0: <laughs>
1: what if it What if it ends well? I was like, oh, Aaron was right. What if I
0: told you it ends poorly? Like, stop watching.
1: And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then it ends well, and I'm like, you know, Aaron was wrong. <laughs> and then I'll just text you and be like, you were wrong. It ended well. Uh, but so far, so good. I'm excited to see where they're going. I kind of am digging, like, the... It's not that they're they're closing all these loose threads, but they're they're certainly going on more of a well. We've kind of completed the previous storyline, and here's how we can uh, sort of just do things that we kind of want to do. What with like a, a a sort of core thread of these characters and this city and these other people. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. I'm, I'm like four episodes deep.
2: All right, cool. Yeah.
1: Anything else? Uh, Legend of Zelda here's the kingdom just trying to get a 100 completion rate <laughs> right
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i i think i mentioned i finished god of war ragnarok um it's 100 completion rate um uh, i fucking platinum the game so yes it was 100 completion you <laughs> I'll have you know <laughs> and then i was like well i only have so much time before spider-man 2 the game comes out so i played the yeah. guardians of the galaxy game uh oh yeah i've heard I, good things it's really fun like okay. and and i played it i played it more nonstop stop than i realized as far as my time for game goes it was like an hour a night maybe uh but i kept playing it pretty consistently so i'm like well, i'm already done with this and so i have like 16 days before the spider-man 2 game comes out so i'm like not playing a game currently but guardians of the galaxy i caught up with years later and it's fun it's a really fun game there you go um as far as the movies i've seen are concerned I watched all four Wes Anderson shorts that okay. came on Netflix this mm. week. Um, we
3: might do that tonight. I'm
0: curious. Uh, th- I mean, they're really fun. And you know, they. what is interesting about them is that they are very minimalist, especially for Wes Anderson. Yeah. Like, there's obviously, like, you wouldn't confuse this of any other director as far as the tone, style, and look of it. But the the way he adapts these like four different Roald doll stories is very it's it's almost like it's almost like a theatrical exercise uh watching only a handful of actors it's Benedict Cumberbatch Rupert Friend, Ben Kingsley, Ray Fiennes and what Dev Patel, Richard Ayawadeh mm-hmm. uh um, I nailed all that um and um, so <laughs> the it, it feels almost like like I say like it's like a like a fun stage production that happens to be like framed, you know, with some, with a level of symmetry and what have you. Sure. Um, I, 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 there, like I said, there's four of them. I, I look, I look forward to watching them again, honestly, because it's just, there's, they feel pretty rich in how, how much they're able to accomplish in a short amount of time. Um, but certainly worth watching. I mean, for, you know, four short films on Netflix, it's not a hard ask to get into.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, I finally I, saw. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
3: No, I, I'm just curious if one day there will be an interview with Wes Anderson where he's like, eh, I just took the books and did an adapt- adaptation directly because he's so, they're so interesting in their minimalism. I'm like, I want to hear the real story about why he did them the way he did them. Mm-hmm. And and like, I re- I read the interview when he made them where he was like, um, they wanted him to make features and he's like, well, it turned out to be 15 minute shorts. So that's all I'm going to make. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, very, I'm very curious, like what really went on behind the scenes with Netflix being like, shoot, we got to make roll doll movies. We'll just hire Wes Anderson. He's like, well, here's what I give you. That's all I had to say.
0: Here's something I noticed about this too. You know how when Netflix starts something, it goes, you know, you get the sound and everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All four of these shorts are silent during that part and i'm so curious if anderson like argued for that like if that was like a one stance he had no i think be- your volume yeah. was just on on zero <laughs> well honestly no i thought it because it's like, what like what's going on i'm not hearing that, that damn netflix sound <laughs> and it's like oh this is for all of them and i was like did they drop it all together like nope still there for other things <laughs> like, it was anderson like like a harsh argument saying i'm not hearing that damn sound of my movies <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, but that's what I'm
3: like. Someone get the behind the scenes story on this. I'm yeah. very
0: curious. Uh, I I finally saw Fair Play. Speaking of Sundance films, out. Okay. Um, oh, nice. That's nice. the one where I believe you were. I assume you were on our Sundance episode earlier yeah, this year yeah, as well. So. And yeah. that's one where I saw the first like 30 minutes of it, but then the time expired, so I never got to finish it. Mm. Um, so I finally saw the, the entire film, Fair Play, and uh, it's good. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's great, but it's good. I I, I enjoyed. It's it's kind of like it's about like a secret office romance and the woman in the relationships gets promoted at this like big, like, st- like like financial company while Alden Ehrenreich's character uh, kind of keeps staying on a more, on a lower level and the way the power dynamic shift plays into like how this becomes a like a mild thriller. um, I think it's, it's a, it's solid. It's a well-acted movie. I think it doesn't really, I don't think it quite really knows how to land where this goes, but I still think it's fine. Like it's a, it's a good watch. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Sun, I believe Flora and Sun was at Sundance as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I was. Did you watch it? Yes, I finally, because it finally premiered on Apple. This is the new oh. John Carney film from a uh, mm-hmm. director of Once and Sing Street. And um, I I don't like, I don't want to like think it's a pattern, but there's kind of like a one on, one off. But even then, I don't dislike Begin Again. But it's like, if Once is great, and Begin Again is like good. Uh-huh. Sing Street is great. I think this one is also good. I, I don't hate it by any means. I see a pattern, it's, but it's very it's, <laughs> it's certainly delightful. Like it's certainly like it has all this and same energy and spirit that you get from a John Carney type of film. It weirdly feels structured like it has like the longest second act of any movie, and then has like the briefest third act possible, and then it's done. Yeah. Like oh okay, so resolutions are great. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like oh so this is where we're going, and it's like oh well, oh, that uh, credits okay for mine. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very weird, abrupt ending. When I saw it at
3: Sundance, I thought, "Oh, he's just not done. Like he'll add more." And yeah. then I'm Like, I don't know. I don't. I have no
0: idea what it. Like, he just got tired of the movie and was like, "Okay, that's it. it it's Story, story's it's, over." It's weird because it's like I'm liking everything about this. Like, there's yeah, nothing that's yeah, throwing me. Yeah. Up, but it, then it just kind of like it makes a certain kind of announcement, and I'm like, "Wait, is." that doesn't mean we're over are we like, and it's like oh no, yeah that, that's what it meant <laughs> and like almost
3: none of it is resolved because you're like wait did yeah. you forget about the story it, with the kid and then it you're like feels oh, sort like, of, that, but he
0: didn't it, but it feels like there are loose ends but i guess if like you think about it, it's like well i guess it's resolved but <laughs> yeah, yeah none of this should take away from the fact that you should watch this movie like it's very fun, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> oh, okay yeah, i had exactly. mixed feelings so. yeah it's it's um it, it, it's, a, I don't need to get into the story too much, but it's about like a, a mother and like a son who have like kind of an estranged relationship and the sure. mother takes up guitar lessons from Joseph Gordon who who is, uh, the mother, it's, you know, it's, it's very Irish film Spoiler. as normal <laughs> for, for Cardi, but Joe, Joseph Gordon levitt he's like, a, he's, he's, uh, it's like guitar lessons over Zoom. Um, and like their chemistry's fun and like the son and the mother like develop, a, uh, they become closer by default. Like it has all the touchstones of John Cardi making like something sweet out of out of nothing mm-hmm. um and it like it works as far as i'm enjoying everything i'm seeing here it's just yeah, like the story exactly. just feels a little less there's a little less uh complete comp- compared to something that's so definitive like once or sing street mm-hmm. okay but, um so yeah this is a fair review i appreciate your thoughtful analysis <laughs> it's, not like,
2: it here. <laughs> it's
0: like i think we I, it's like it's hard to be like this is not enjoyable while you're watching it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
3: yeah <laughs> I mean, I know some critics that it's like way too schmaltzy and cheesy for them to enjoy. But like you can, like the, like you said, the relationship between everyone, even her songs. I'm like, this is cute. This is fun. And, yep. But I think some people will hate it. I don't know. All
0: right. Well, um, what else? Um, a few uh, festival things, actually. Uh, Beyond Fest is currently taking place in L.A., oh, nice. uh, the big genre film festival. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen a few things there. I won't talk too deep into them because we might talk about them more next week, actually. But I, I saw Totally Killer. Um, which is like what if a slasher movie met Back to the Future? Uh, but I can oh, yeah, more, yeah. more that later on. As um, what are, what's is it good? I want to know. L- little little Sally Draper, uh, Kieran Shipka. Yeah. Um, was it good? I yes, I enjoyed the movie. Okay. Um, okay. okay. Right. Um, I watched VHS eighty five. Mm-hmm. I I always like the VHS anthology series. I thought this one had a pretty good set of uh, shorts in it for the most part. Okay, I enjoyed. And the '80sness of it. Um, this is like the fourth. Iteration? This is the seventh. Seven. <laughs> this said, there's one, two, three. You didn't see my eyes bug <laughs> out, but you could probably hear it. There's, there's one, two, <laughs> viral. Uh, what is it? Ninety four. Uh huh. Not na- ninety nine. I okay, believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the last one. Okay, maybe this. Is the, okay, the sixth one. Okay, yeah. There's... Still, still pretty high. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's. I thought there was three. notes it's VHS. Viral is the third one. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. okay. regardless, I like you know it's an anthology series. The 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 the, the great thing about this is that it doesn't necessarily all have to be great. You generally get like some good ones and maybe some less good ones. But no, I, I think for the most part it was it was a solid mix of uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, films. I watched Kill. This is an Indian action movie set aboard a speeding train and in going to a to to a where's it going oh, shit where's the train going? <laughs> no, i forgot it's going to new delhi jesus christ <laughs> so it's going to delhi it's going to delhi <laughs> yeah okay 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 <laughs> um but yeah it's a it's a it starts out as kind of like a die hard on a train type film as far as there are a bunch of bad people on a train there's there's two guys in this case that have mm-hmm. to stop them they're indian army commandos so they uh know a thing or two about fighting but like halfway through and this is not a spoiler and I'm not going to detail how but like it warps into a extreme action violence type movie where it goes from like fights where people get like you know knocked out or whatnot to people getting fucking murdered on this train and it's insane <laughs> Um awesome. it's a very especially for India like it's a very violent, like gore violence movie as far as the, the actions concerned Um I, I think it's good I do think it I think it gets a little redundant after a while because of what you're seeing, but like, Mm -hmm. as far as seeing a kind of well-shot action movie aboard a train where it has to play with the, you know, the condensed space and what have you, I think it does. I think it handles that quite well. And the, the lead of the movie is like a very, a newcomer. Um, and I think he does a good job of like presenting himself as this kind of, you know, a, a Willis type, (laughs) like, you know, a, a kind of a, a guy thrown into a situation type of movie. Um, it's been, it's called Kill, which is hilarious in itself. But um, no, it's, it's a fun movie.
3: I'm seeing this one in Stitches. I'm excited about
0: it. Actually. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I certainly, with the crowd, I think it would probably be very fun.
2: Yeah.
0: definitely. And the uh, last thing I'll mention is Stop Making Sense, the Talking Heads music concert mm. documentary from mm-hmm. Jonathan Demi. It got remastered in 4K and it was in IMAX theaters for like a week i don't know if it's gonna keep going from there but uh, this movie is one of my favorite concert films of all time and it rocks it's great i'm so happy like if you want 90 minutes of joy go see stop making sense in a theater it's okay fantastic
3: yeah i saw that too in imax uh, when they played it a few weeks ago Mm. um and i had never seen it before that was my first time experiencing it it was uh, like mind-blowing and actually my favorite thing about it is um i wish they would have told people because normally there's 15 minutes of trailers and uh no one knew so it literally just started immediately on time with no trailers and i sit down and i'm like waiting you know like i catch the credits and i'm like okay great and i love that without any other explanation or anything immediately goes into the concert and it's just pure concert pure
0: concert
2: right
3: which i'm like this is great like i'm like it feels like you're pulled into it immediately and you're there and it like I saw someone arguing about the whole don't dance in a theater to a concert movie, but I'm like, this is a movie where it actually deserves that because you, yeah. you feel like you're at that concert.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a really well structured. And like, I just love how it starts like so small and like nothing. It yeah, becomes yeah, this yeah. like expansive thing. Yeah. Of, like, look at all these people so cool. on stage having a great time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. All right. That's it. Please. Hey, Mike. Let's move on now. Let's get to our uh, trailer talk. We're talking about one of the newest movie trailers of the week. When it's coming out, what we thought of it and what have you this week, we're talking Argyle with two L's. Uh, this is the latest film from director Matthew Vaughn. Uh, it is a spy action comedy that features a number of people, including Henry Cavill, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell, Brian Cranston, Catherine O'Hara, Dua Lipa, Ariana DeBose, John Cena, and of course, Samuel L. Jackson with hair. Um, the plot seems to me to resemble something like Stranger Than Fiction, but what if it was a spy movie? Uh, but I don't know, because the film wants to emphasize the fact that we shouldn't let the cat out of the bag, apparently, as far as what's actually going on in this. So I'm curious. Abe, what did you think of this trailer? Uh,
1: you mentioned it earlier, just in your brief description. I mean, Stranger Than Fiction or Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah. That
0: That's the, that, the that one Will with, Ferrell, Emma Thompson movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But also, uh, what was the one with Daniel Radcliffe and... Jenny Tatum. Dana Radcliffe and Chad And, and Sandra
0: Bullock. And Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Oh, 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 uh, what the The Lost City. Yeah. He said Radcl- yeah. Radcl- Radcliffe first. I'm like, okay. That's yeah. He's in the about. movie. I
1: know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's the main villain.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, Lost City, where you know, it's got the the literary element of things. Um I am curious about this just to see. Where it goes, and they're they're kind of highlighting this cat a lot. So I'm I've got some some curious assumptions, but I mean I I enjoy Matthew Vaughn movies. I I enjoy his style. And I think it it op- it opens with like the twisted mind of Matthew Vaughn. I was like, is it twisted? <laughs> I mean, he could he kind of just makes like really like you know goofy and and stylish movies, but I don't know if it's twisted necessarily. But if uh... <laughs> you
0: look at you know big church shootout or whatever the fuck Rasputin's doing in that movie.
1: I guess, yeah, but I, as long know. as we're
0: not saying the visionary mind to Matthew Vaughn, I think I'm
1: fine. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: but I am curious about this movie, and I'm curious to see just um, uh, what to expect. I mean, I, I'm gonna guess that there's a dance number because you don't have some Rockwell in there without a dance number, so I'm I'm excited oh. for that.
3: All yeah. right. Alex. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you guys. Like. I don't understand. There's so much hate for Matthew Vaughn online. Like people instantly hate his movies. And I was watching this, like, this looks fun. Looks yeah. it, it looks dumb fun. And I mean, am, am I allowed to say uh what you were kind of hinting at and um you no know, Abe was that the that, I, I don't know, I kind of feel like the cat is the the secret agent that they tease at the end
1: you can't you can't see it, but i'm i'm pointing to my nose right now <laughs> yeah because
3: i like i don't want to it's like a spoiler but i'm like ev- like there's like a thousand hints <laughs> of them being like this is clearly what's going on which then makes me be like this is weird because this is a cat gonna talk how the hell is the right. cat? Is is it this? Is this like this Will Smith movie where he turns into a pigeon? Like, is it one of these things? Like, what is going on with this? Where <laughs> well, um, spies in
0: disguise? Thank yeah. you very yeah, much. Yeah, we, yeah, it's not just yeah, some. No it's hell. not just some Will Smith movie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but hey, it is just some. No. Uh, but I mean, it's it's like okay, if that's the deal here, like what what? Because the rest of the movie does look like The Lost City, where you're like, oh, this looks like fun in a simple adventure kind of way I don't know and someone else on on Twitter complained that, it, that Matthew Vaughn just makes the same movies and I was gonna argue and be like no he doesn't and I was like yeah he kind of does though <laughs> which which doesn't bother me as long as I enjoy
0: them so I this mean, one he, he, looks he made like three Kingsman movie. films in a row <laughs> so kind makes movie
3: but this looks like Kingsman all over again where I'm like yeah it's just some spies in a goofy stylish comedy okay. Mm-hmm. Like Abe said, like uh, as long as it's fun, I'm fine. I yeah. They're it's in February, so it's like, why not? Like it's we're gonna forget about it in a week after seeing it anyway. Like I just hope it's not terrible. Terrible. I mean, I King'sman
0: came out in February. Which one? Which one? The
3: first All one. All of them. First one. Okay. Okay. Because the last one was like November, December. I remember that's when I saw it. I it just... also
0: got delayed like you know a year and a half from the oh, pandemic. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: I don't know i just hope it's entertaining and it, he always has such a stacked cast i'm like yeah my goodness he got so so many cool people in this i mean sam rockwell is like the secondary lead spy character You're like okay man this looks cool i don't know i don't i don't expect much out of it i just hope it's fun that's all <laughs> yeah exactly
0: yeah, I don't need to make any excuses for this. I like Matthew Vaughn. I look forward to entertaining movies from him. That seems to be what he wants to deliver. And that's what he's continually delivered for me for his entire career. Movies that are generally enjoyable. Some are less so than others. Um, but for the most part, like I I like what he does. I think he's an interesting director when it comes to just constructing sequences that are based around either action or just highly stylized uh, concepts. And mm. that goes, that goes a long way for me when it's, you know, Bland City, so many other places. I mean, like he's at least trying exactly. to do it's something. Bland City, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bland City. It sounds like a fun movie. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I've made Quantum that the Whipping Boy for the year, but I mean, if it, if you got to give me that versus something like that, at least from you know the two minutes of trailer I've seen, that looks far more visually interesting. Like, yes, mm-hmm. bring me more Matthew Vaughn. Like, I sure. just it. He seems to be you know putting the effort in in some direction. Anytime it goes out here, I like you know it's a big old cast. I, I was very, like, I saw the trailer because I saw the creator in IMAX on Wednesday, and so they premiered it there before they put it online. I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to see that Argyle trailer now. And it, like, it has a nice bigness to it that I also appreciated. Like, the mm-hmm. fact they have this big cast, right? it feels like they, for being a spy movie, it looks like it's appropriately going to be world travelly. So I'm like, I'm into that. Mm-hmm. And there a scene where John Cena, like, picks up who's it is a Dua Lipa he just like picks yeah, somebody up, up by like their yeah. haunches off the, off the bike <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just like mm. this is a big man <laughs> that's the impression I got from that <laughs> <laughs> he is indeed quite a large specimen quite a large yeah, guy, guy. <laughs> so... <laughs> pretty big yeah. but uh no I I I you know with, with only going on so much of what we're seeing plot wise I just I, I like the things involved here and I look forward to seeing it so
2: mm-hmm
3: I read, Ar- I read something interesting that apparently the original announcement said that it's based on a book called Argyle and someone said that this was a nice trick play where it turns out that the book is actually the novelist in the movie and that this was like a deception when uh, they first announced it. Hmm. I guess as a way to like keep it secret but i'm like now i'm like does it really matter <laughs> but it was a it's a <laughs> cool it's a cool twist on like oh before they were making it you were like oh it's based on this book and then it turns out the book is actually what the movie's about the they're
0: bringing you into the bit. yeah they're bringing yeah. you into the joke yeah well um the film argyle arrives in the theaters february 2nd 2024 and it's also like i guess apple has like the rights to it also so it'll be like on apple at some point oh, okay yeah. um but yeah all right that's our trailer talk let's move on now let's get to our main review for the creator
2: did you locate the weapon yeah it's just a key. are you going to heaven no you gotta be a good person to go to heaven
1: so we're the same we can't go to heaven because you're not good
2: and i'm not a person do you have any
0: idea what do with the thing is she looks like a little girl now, but she's growing.
3: Whoever has that kid wins the war.
2: Who said you want her? What do you want,
0: sweetie? For mm, robots to
1: be free. Oh, we don't have that in the fridge.
2: How about ice cream?
0: All right, that should have been some of the trailer for The Creator. Director Gareth Edwards had a breakthrough with his indie 2010 alien invasion film Monsters. That led him to helming 2014's Godzilla, which in turn led him to entering the Star Wars universe to direct Rogue One. For whatever issues that project had, Edwards played ball, and the film was a huge hit. Seven years later, and Edwards is back with an original sci-fi film depicting a future where advanced AI have been developed, leading to a war between humans and machines. At this point, the simulant robots now occupy New Asia, the only place where they are still legal with the U.S. and the rest of the West looking to destroy them, and especially their mysterious architect known as Nirmata. John David Washington stars as an ex-Special Forces agent tasked to help locate a weapon that could be devastating to humans. As it turns out, the weapon is a young simulant girl, and two the two eventually find themselves on the run together with humans in pursuit. Alex Billington, I am curious, what did you think of the creator? Uh oh! Co- controversial
3: conversation begins here. No, I'm. I, I dropped my review this week, and it seemed to uh, cause an unfortunate stir among people who are like, "What the f is this guy talking about?" I to be really. Fair, Whenever you drop anything, it seems to cause a controversial stir. Yeah, that's true. Aaron. <laughs> and, then I, and I and Alex appreciate- is also really
1: no. He's he's no like you know he doesn't slouch and and back down from a fight on Twitter either.
3: <laughs> well, I appreciate that you actually still invite me on here with all this controversy, but reluctantly, no, um, but yes. hey i hope that's not true uh uh because i love your show um no i i what i my feelings on this movie are conflicted but also i have to be honest at least what i felt seeing it the first time which is that i like it a lot but i don't love it and i don't think it's this masterpiece that some critics are calling it and I think there's a lot to appreciate about it. But uh, my my the, what I can distill down into one sentence is that visually and aesthetically, I think it's astounding and, and spectacular and in a way that is really nice and beautiful to see because he works the world into this uh, great cinematography so well. But I found the rest of it so empty and thematically dull that I was like not moved by it the way I really wanted to going in to see the film. Um, and I talking to a friend recently part of my problem might be that uh our press screening here was at 10 a.m and i have to wake up at 8 a.m to go to my 10 a.m press screening while it was an imax that was nice Mm -hmm. i don't like having to see a movie that i would love to get into more at that time of the morning i admit i'm not a morning person and you know i don't know if that means i would have liked it more if i saw it properly at 9 p.m on a friday night you know but but i um I don't know. And I, I am looking forward to this discussion because it's one of the few movies this year where I'm like, I want to debate about it. I want to have a conversation about it. I want to like get into it in a way where I know based on the reactions from everyone else I've seen online so far that I'm, I'm, everyone either kind of loves it, uh, is likes it or, you know, middle of the road, but there's so much to have a a, a conversation about with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even if I don't like it, I've already argued with like multiple friends about it who love it. And uh, yeah, that's where I'll start and we'll, we'll go from there. Because my big thing, which I want to get into later is that I don't really think the movie is actually about AI. And one of my key conversations that's in my review is that it's not really an AI movie. They're just a metaphor for what Gareth Edwards is really trying to say with this movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to discuss that later once we get into it more.
0: Well, you're not going to have that debate. Abe and I agree we're only going to share 20 words each on the movie, so we're going to move on from <laughs> after there. Um, That's already okay, 40, morning, Aaron! <laughs> <laughs> Abe, I'm curious. What did you think of the creator? Alex, uh, and I are
1: probably not going to have that much of a debate <laughs> on, okay, on this okay, movie okay. together Whew. because I largely feel the same way. Uh, yeah. I think that it's a visual. It's, it's stunningly visual. But I think thematically, I, I kind of wish that it didn't uh go over topics i think so quickly uh, i think thematically there's just a lot here to unpack and i it, it just doesn't have like the time to let things breathe and i love what you're talking about with you know how it might not just be all that ai i also had these things it's largely in my view like a, an american imperialism movie yes um, yes exactly exactly and i th- i found that to be very fascinating and i thought that it was like you know the uh uh, it also uh, had maybe not coded, but it, it certainly had like subtle messages about like America's presence in the Vietnam War and maybe even like some literal like I know that the U.S. had some huge uh, problems with uh, or some hands in the Cambodian wars War uh, as well with like the Cambodian genocide. And while the Americans didn't commit these atrocities, there are like, you know, literal killing field type uh, visuals uh, in this movie. Um, but I, I found it to be like just a movie that could have used a little bit more of, uh, maybe like even longer running time just to explore some topics here beyond all the thematic stuff. I think that there's even some things that I would have some issues with just in terms of what is going on with like this person that is, or these two people are the central storyline of this, um, Mm -hmm. probably. In particular, Alfie, but uh, maybe even some John David Washington stuff, and it's his own use of of uh, cybernetics uh, in the future, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but again, yeah, visually, I thought that it was a really, really cool thing to see on a what Aaron mentioned earlier, an eighty million dollar budget, um, and just having Gareth Edwards kind of play with you know his ideas because this is not. Uh, I don't know if there's really anything that he hasn't really explored before not that it's boring it's just more that like he certainly has ideas that he wants to talk about or show you uh, in his movies and I appreciate that very much but yeah I, I think that it's it's I would be happy to talk with anybody about you know their thoughts on on um this movie but at the same time I'm also just like I think it, it just needed some some additional time to either focus on one or two three. Uh, larger things and really just go off on that because uh that's really the only part of that's holding it back is like maybe some of the storytelling just isn't all there but the visuals are great. Yes.
0: When Aaron <laughs> I think I mean, as we as Alex and I are holding our collective breaths. <laughs> well I mean the thing you're pointing out is like the exact criticism I have of the film where I feel like of all the films that were so long this year, this is the one that I actually wanted to be longer. In uh, this film, you know, it's it's two hours and change without credits, so I mean, it's not super long to begin with, which I actually I like, I appreciate that. And if it, you know, the film is structured as an action movie, so it's not as though I necessarily need to have a full deep dive into everything it's exploring. Um, but at the same time, looking at the structure of the film, and I've seen it twice at this point. You can see a certain pattern emerge as far as these guys get somewhere, stuff they attack, they leave. These guys get somewhere, they attack, they leave. I think like one of those times they could have replaced that with, okay, let me we could uh, delve a little bit into more of what's being implied from the various you know thoughts on both technology and the imperialism aspect and what things you guys have pointed out. Um, all of that said, I really like this movie. I think it, I think it's pretty great. I wouldn't say masterpiece because I'm not twelve and says everything's a masterpiece when I like it all. <laughs> but uh, I, I, but I, I do, I do think the film is very good, and obviously that comes down to the aesthetics for the most part. But I mean, on top of that, and we can talk plenty about the visuals and the fact that this movie costs eighty million dollars, looks better than anything not named Avatar that I've seen this year. But <laughs> the, yeah. I think the film. I think Edwards, the thing that I've like so much enjoyed about what he offers to kind of blockbuster cinema is his sense of scale, like seeing him mm-hmm. be able to not only communicate like visual effects in an effective way, but make the make the world feel the size that it actually is when you see things in action, like the giant um, nomad thing that's coming in mm-hmm. front, like it, it feels threatening, it feels like this is a giant thing that you have to watch out for the way the robots function in this world i i i like that there's a you know a heft to the like there's just it feels like they have a weight in this world and that's sure. something yeah. i very much enjoyed about his godzilla that's something i very much enjoyed about rogue one where like the empire felt like a real threat uh because of just the scale of what they have so like seeing that you know seeing him do an original film now that's the stuff i i was most curious about just how he handled this world and i really appreciated it i do i do think the the world building of it all and the the look and feel, I feel like that's the primary of this film where character and story are second. And that's sure. not necessarily a bad thing. I feel like that's something Edwards has done in general. I, I think the that's something I really appreciate about his Godzilla, where it's like, I'm, there's no Godzilla for more. We're going to be like, oh, the characters are the thing I really wanted to see the most. It's like, no, I want to see like how he handles, how you insert things, the things of this nature in Earth. Mm-hmm. And I think this film is similar in that regard. Um, and also very much like monsters uh, which i also really like um if you want to talk about like story which is certainly you know, obviously we're going to i appreciated that it's very much it, it's it's simplified to it to an effective degree as far as okay if we have all these big ideas involving you know the the, the way ai functions in this world or what have you how do we yeah. like narrow that down and so you give them you know a road movie essentially and i I think it's effective enough, largely in that respect, I think largely because I think John David Washington is just very cool. I think he's a very cool screen presence. I like him here, just like I liked him in Tenet. Uh, but he has, I think he has more personality in this film by default, just because it's less, I don't know, esoteric <laughs> the way Tenet's structured from a dialogue standpoint. And this is more of him getting to be loose. But I, I think he's very effective in the lead. And, uh, you know, this is, um, what's her name? uh madeline Univoy is it's her first role here and i I think the two of them work well enough together does it hamper like what we're getting at from the story i think is the big question like thematically and what have you i agree with you guys that like there's is there less than there could be sure but i do think the film asks a lot of questions that i was intrigued by even if it's not setting out to answer all of them i appreciated that a film you know a major blockbuster or Not even a blockbuster it doesn't even a flop, but like a ma- a major studio film um, is presenting a lot of ideas., uh, regardless of it, you know, has any mind to resolve them, I at least think, okay, cool. like there's things here that I don't that I that I can chew on after the fact,, uh, which I'm happy to do about to hear. But like the mm-hmm. all with all of those things in mind, that is why I like this movie quite a bit. I like that it's presenting a lot of stuff to me. Um, Do I wish it could have handled some of it, you know, with more nuance or uh, with more probing? Sure. But I also don't get movies of this nature of this size like this all the time enough to be, to be feeling like I need to be too critical of what it's not doing when it's doing so much that I did like.
3: This is, this sounds similar to my, my friend who's a screenwriter. When I talked to him, he said he saw it like on Thursday night and he had a religious experience at the cinema watching it. And I was like, why you're a writer. Don't you see what's lacking in the script? And he's like, No, it's more about just being impressed by something that, as you kind of say, we don't see this so often anymore. And I think a lot of people are just sitting there going like, wow, this is such a not only beautiful, it doesn't look like CGI crap, like so many of these superhero movies, but also beautiful in that the world building brings you into it in a way where you, as you said, question things and you start to wonder and think. And I think that kind of. Like, when people sit down and have that experience, which they haven't had in a year or more in the cinema, that really gets to them and gives them that kind of religious experience when they're watching something like this. And I've and that's the tough thing with me on this. I'm like, I appreciate that it exists. I love that it's out there. I'm a huge fan of Edwards. I want people to see it. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like that happened. But, mm-hmm. hey, it's so cool that this movie is made and that people can experience it and have that kind of, like, Hey, let's remind them that an original thing can exist and can right. be cool. And I don't want to like forgive the flaws, but I do want to say I don't like. There are so many films this year where I'm like, I want this to bomb. I'm like, no, I want this to be a hit. I want yeah. this to be something that even if I don't love it, other people do. And I'm and I'm I'm hopeful that other people are having this kind of good conversation, good experience with it as well.
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna let Alex be my voice on this podcast <laughs> as well.
3: <laughs> no, if I want to hear from you too. Yeah.
0: Uh no, no, no. Go ahead, Aaron. Well, I I'll say this. I'm certainly not giving this a pass because it made me feel something. Like that's not a and even then saying it made me feel something, that's I, I didn't get to the end of this movie mean like I'm in tears because of the outcome of situations Were or what you have you. No, I'm saying I wasn't specifically. <laughs> i'm happy to tell you what i am because there's movies that do do that but like no this, Alfie, No, this is, i mean hey <laughs> avatar got to me because avatar fucking rules but um this movie yeah, yeah. um this like like i was saying yeah i'm not i'm not saying i like this movie because hey it simply did something where mm-hmm. i don't think the the flaws that we're pointing out i don't think they're as significant as maybe you think they are i do think the movie is effective and as a whole, I, I, I,
1: I I don't necessarily think that I'm, I don't think that I'm calling them flaws and holding them accountable um, against the movie. I think it's a little bit more of just, I appreciate that they're there. I kind of would like more exploration
0: of it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: (laughs) And
0: yeah, I mean, I think we're all kind of saying the same thing as well. Which is, which, uh, yeah, which, and that's entirely fair. I would say though, as much as we can talk about like the things that aren't there, there's a lot of stuff that is here that I really do like, and I'm happy to delve into. Yeah. Like, if you want to talk about the some of the like the, the, just the intriguing questions I had, or whatnot. Sure, yeah, yeah. I'd love to i this. Here's the here's the one like thing that I was really interested in. Th- this film is very pro AI, right? Like, I mean, regardless of how much you think it's about AI specifically in the realm of this film, it is supporting the the machines. Like, it is like it is saying they should be equal to us, whatnot, and keep going from there at a time where ai is like the enemy of our current society <laughs> like we like there's like strikes are happening partially because ai is a threat right now and i i'm so curious as to what you guys think of the idea that hey we have a movie right now that's like tr- trying to steer us in the opposite direction that it's just weirdly weird timing i would say well i have uh, plenty I'm... to say but i'm gonna wait to the speak <laughs> <laughs> uh I,
1: I i viewed that as a little bit more of just it's just the the um the wave of change that is going to come and you know there's always going to be obstacles in the way of change, um but I I didn't necessarily view it as you know pro or anti AI although the movie does basically posit that as the opening <laughs> sequence of this movie but I certainly liked I think the question that I would more dig into uh um, which we can maybe get to later. It's a bit more of just, the there's like a line that's said by Ken Watanabe or somebody that is just like, you know, the creator of this, this weapon could have made this person mean uh, and they didn't. And they chose to make this person more of a, a sort of like a, a growing and loving individual. Um And that part is a little bit more of a cool bone to pick because then AI doesn't necessarily, it, it doesn't in today's environment, uh, I am neither like, you know, hesitant to use AI, but I'm also neither hesitant to like think that it's gonna take over the world. Like, it, it's gonna subtly do one or the other in a, 20 years anyway, and, and I'll be dead by then. But I, 20 years. Yeah, it's, it's gonna come quick, man. No, but you're uh, gonna be dead in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah who knows you What's know
2: maybe that? maybe whoa, maybe, whoa, no, please, like, maybe hey, skynet man.
1: will actually attack and we'll all be done i don't know not to get dark no but i i like your question there i don't i didn't really have any feelings one way or the other because at, so at one point this is actually a, a credit to the movie at one point i kind of just like disregarded whether it was ai or not AI and i kind of just viewed it as well they're marginalized people here you know
0: what i mean let me, and, let me let me let me re- rephrase yeah. because I agree with you. Let me rephrase. It's a yeah. very it's very much optimistically looking at AI. Like it's not presenting that as it's not terminator. Like every no, no. every instance of the AI presented in this film are, you know, people that just want to like you're saying, they're marginalized people that just want to exist. Right, as, right. As opposed to what seems to be our current like not movie, our current reality where people are fighting against the idea that AI is being used in so many things or the potential that it has to be used in so many things. And this movie's mm-hmm. being like Hey, don't worry, they're going to be just a bunch of friendly people that we just maybe have a war with because we don't understand change. I mean, I think it's, yeah, yeah. I found, I just found that to be such a, a direct opposition of like what's currently going on, sure, sure, yeah, yeah, versus like this movie's being like, it's just Ken Watanabe, who doesn't like him, like it's fine.
1: <laughs> I'm curious what Alex thinks, yeah.
3: Well, I mean. It, it it's like oh, I I want to almost get into this whole other topic with my AI conversation because the the first thing that you guys made me think of that I almost want to ask instead is um it's it's kind of spoiler territory but it's interesting is that the 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 film pretty consistently at least in the second half starts to say to you through the the conversations that it wasn't really the AI who uh blew up the nuke in yeah. L.A. As yeah. far as we know, like the film is not, the goal of the film is not to answer that question or not, or solve that mystery or not. But there's a lot of hints where you get to the point where you're like, it wasn't them. And of course, you know, the question of who who was it then is,
0: is, isn't answered and we don't mm-hmm. know. Um, That's yeah, honestly my maybe, biggest maybe, issue of the film. I think the film- yeah. Because you have an opening montage that says like, AI is being used now. Isn't that great? Look at this. Yeah, yeah. And then it, it very jarringly switches to, and now it's the second record of the Renaissance from the Matrix. And it's like, wait, why? What What changed? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and again, we
3: never get the answer to any of these questions. Which isn't Edward's point because he wants the world build the current time, and right. I have to answer that. But yeah. at the same time, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, it's it to your point, Aaron, It's not it's not that it's like trying to be pro AI by saying, okay, they're they're nice benevolent people. It's also trying to do what Abe pointed out, which is say they're not the evil people that you think they are. They're mm-hmm. not the I, the whole LA nuke thing to me is a 9/11 metaphor where they're saying this massive horrible thing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we're gonna then go invade uh, Iran and all these other. Countries that didn't really have anything to do with it, Mm -hmm. and um, uh, sorry, Iraq, and then go do these things, which is exactly what happens in the movie. They fly the nomad around and they bomb these places. And even though we don't really know exactly what happened, although we do know the bombers on 9 11, there's a difference here where you then learn, like, okay, if it wasn't AI, then what's going on? And and to, to again, to your point, what why is there so much hate for the AI? Well, I think it's just simply because. They wanted to, again, use the metaphor of AI for an example of other people. It could be mm-hmm. uh, you know, Middle Eastern people, refugees. It could be other just people they don't like and don't want in America. Sure. It could be any of this. And I think that's what the film is really trying to get at is this core of American imperialism and this sense of the other. And that's why I don't call it an AI movie because I'm like, it's just a metaphor for this conversation that we need mm-hmm. to have. And that's different from answering your question, Aaron, but I'll get back to that because <laughs> I want I want to get into that whole AI, AI topic separately, but that's what I felt about with this movie is that part of the story is essentially, I mean, cause the other interesting thing I remember at the end of the uh, creator is when I think it's Ken Watanabe says, Oh, we would never harm humans. Like it's our first uh, rule, you know, alluding to the um, Asimov. Uh, Asimov three rules. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Okay. And then someone brought this up after I wrote my review. They're like, yeah, but what about all the other robots that do harm humans in the movie? You know, they, they shoot them and they go after them and all this. And I'm like, I don't know how I can answer that question either. I don't know how the rules are specifically written in this world. But again, there's this question of are AI, like, are they beneficial to us in a good way? And that's mm-hmm. what the movie I think is trying to ask. But again, with no answer to any of these questions, there is no conclusion to it. I don't even think Edwards wants to conclude in any of these answers. He just wants to like get John David Washington to the end of his point. Sure. And, you know, uh, I mean, there is a conclusion with with Nomad and what they do with the kid, but at the same time, you're like, yeah, but I have, and that's part of my frustration with the too. is I'm like, I have a thousand other questions that I don't even think Edwards has an answer for. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he wanted to try and answer them the comparison i also made was I, see, oh, watched... wait, wait,
0: hold, on, hold on real quick because i okay, 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 i find that to be interesting because i i i would argue i think he does have those answers that's just not the movie he's making i don't think i don't think he can true, make true. i think when movies like this are successful i think it's because those those filmmakers those creators have thought out like the on all the rules of like if you want them to lay out the entire rules of the world and everything they can mm-hmm. they can do that but they're only choosing to show you what they need to and i, I think that's that is an aspect that makes this film interesting to me because I, I it feels like I can tell that he knows what the stuff is. He's just showing you this part, yeah. small, 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 mm-hmm. small part of it. How on the other end of that, a movie that isn't successful is the kind of movie that is just kind of thrown together and says like this, this and this, whatever, and doesn't really think about the implications that that has for the rest of the world, regardless of if it shows it or not. so that that because I agree with you, I left this film having plenty of questions. It does. I guess it does. It's not frustrating me that I don't have those specific answers, but I am, I am intrigued by the fact that it, it's just it's setting up enough for me to be compelled by, which should, could mm. lead to more conversations like this. Let alone rewatches of the movie, which you know is always you know an artist's desire as well, right? you can get more yeah, yeah. mileage out of their their product. Yeah. Um, but I. I I mean, yeah, you've we've, we've got you've gone in multiple directions as far as what this, you know, the part of the AI aspect or the you know the allegorical aspects or what have you. And like, yes, that like the movie, no question, is an allegory for any number of topics that concern the real world in our history. Like that seems very clear to me. Like it's yeah. very obviously pulling from uh, you, A. You already mentioned Cambodia and Vietnam. Like obviously, it, Alex, you just mentioned you know, the, the Middle East or what have you. Like, mm-hmm. yes, like it's, I, I, it'd be you'd have to be pretty naive, I think, to not like, see clear connections that it's making to you know the reality of it all um
1: well how do, how would you answer your own question about just the AI front then as far curious, as here's your thoughts because you asked the question of, hey <laughs> throwing about it the- back on you man no no just more of like you know i don't think you had a chance to answer your own question of just mm. um of how you thought the AI was used in this movie
0: i mean i i i be beyond the fact that yes you could sub it in for you know what have you marginalized groups or what have you. like the the use of a a the presentation of them is like i said it's this very optimistic look Mm -hmm. at what the future could be if we if they're designed a certain way and this is how it ended up like it that's that's it was it's it was weird for me to walk into this movie and see like oh so in the future ai are just like good (laughs) like there's no doubt there's Uh, no skynet version of this and in fact all of the humans, specifically America, are terrible to robots, and that's the real cause of destruction. <laughs> it's it's such a okay. I'm sure there are other countries that
1: were terrible too. <laughs>
0: I, I have no doubt, but it's not. I'm like pro America
2: stance. But the movie
0: is, and, and I mean, even the idea of Nomad, this like this wandering Death Star like ship that launches yeah. missiles onto you know anything that it targets that seems like a very american thing to do like we'll just blow shit up yeah, like that's yeah, the solution like that's yeah yeah that's that seems very specifically american <laughs> but uh... that was one of my
3: questions was i was like how do the americans have this unlimited you know unquestionable authority to just go anywhere and blow up anything with the ship and then i was like oh right they got nuked in la and so they like 9-11 they're like we'll do
0: whatever we want out. exactly and that's, the world is yeah. like fine okay it's, right, it's making yeah. it very clear that and like and even like we don't get all the but like there's new asia in this yeah, was, like, yeah clear, so just to bring that up. like I clearly there's a you know various world orders have changed in the yeah. you know the 40 years until the time of this movie takes place to yeah. <laughs> so set up new dynamics about what the countries are what our alignment is so I, yeah and i imagine if you set up a nuke in la the un came together or whatever body came together and said like yeah go build a thing and destroy all the robots like whatever like it's right yeah i mean the other question I had, sort of, uh, as this
1: movie was unfolding, was um, as we we're kind of like alluding to, there's there like a weapon that is being built here, and I'm curious, like, what you guys, uh, if you guys brought in other things to this this character of, of Alpha, um, and sort of uh, what you guys thought about that, not not the way that it unfolds, but just more of like the character itself, because I was trying to think of parallels to like maybe like Akira, or even um, like you know this uh, sort of like christ-like figure and i i just i couldn't really pinpoint it specifically because mm-hmm. i don't think the movie really shown me enough of of what this person can or cannot do uh, and so i was curious what you guys thought well nermata the mcguffin right i mean like it's... no no not nermata yeah
3: not nermata the kid the, the kid yeah. okay the kid alpha
0: okay. yeah alfie uh um... yeah, me <laughs> i this, thought it was... this I... says
3: the kid's name is alpha o turned into a nickname of alfie i'm like what okay whatever <laughs>
1: I'd like to hear that more of that, too. Yeah, yeah well, it's
3: because he remember he like was in the truck and looked at the the yeah. robots thing. And I was like, oh, gosh, this is where we're going to name
1: him from.
0: <laughs> I lost track of this question. Sorry, what, what's the, ba- what's the what general question? What... I, essentially,
1: I was just trying to draw parallels. I myself was drawing parallels to the, to the powers of this person or who this person is or is could be uh, through other mediums and other films. Uh, uh-huh. And I was just curious if you guys had any sort of correlations as well.
3: No, you make a good point with uh, Akira. Now that I think about it,
0: Akira, um, the Sunny, the robot, and iRobot. I think the movie yeah, ends yeah. exactly the same as iRobot. Actually, um, the there's
3: a, there's other movies where like a kid is supposed to explode for some weapon. I you know I feel like X Men or something like that, but maybe I'm mistaken.
2: Okay,
0: yeah, yeah. But even like in terms of. The special, you know, create the the standout robot or what, you know, because this is like a, it's almost like an inverse of like Roy Batty and Blade Runner to some degree. And obviously, mm-hmm. Batty yeah, Runner is I, I thought a lot about on, Blade Runner in this movie, which is a huge influence yeah. on this movie, along with yeah. Apocalypse Now and any number of other things. Um, <laughs> uh, You're telling me uh,
1: art built upon other art?
0: Yes, but uh, good oh, art wow. knows good art knows how to build on and expand, which I think this film does, as uh-huh. opposed to ones that just take the aesthetics. Take and... that, J.J. Abrams. Well, <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is the correct name to put out there. <laughs> no, what were, I, we're saying, what were you saying? Uh, just I, I don't know. I, I, I hear you, and I can, I can see the the lines you can draw to other sure. characters for sure. Is it? Does this one find a way to stand on its own? Um, not necessarily, but it, it it as far as I don't know, the way you could connect it to
3: No, I, I uh I only was gonna say it's not it's not to answer your question, but I did find it weird that it, we eventually learned that the whole point of this kid was to just be a bomb. And I'm like, well this nice little kid and then the 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 very um, obviously uh, explained moment where I think Ken Watanabe says like oh the kid has to stay on the on the nomad to blow it up and you can see in John David Washington's eyes you're like he's not gonna let that happen uh-huh. he's gonna figure out how to blow it up without killing the kid you're gonna sure. save the kid and I, and I was just like it, it, to your point it was like I thought that from the trailers that this kid was going to be the creator as the name indicates or that this kid was going to have some power kind of like neo and the, with the one power to be able to control things and then eventually it's just like no the kid's just a bob, and i was like okay that's it and like yeah, like i think it was even watanabe in the later scenes who also says like it will turn the tides of the war if we get rid of the nomad which is like it's true that will, but at the same time, I'm like, that's the whole goal of the movie is this kid to, like, I uh, to your point, Abe, I wanted to see more where there was something with the depth of this kid's importance within the AI world, and that's sure. why I was so bothered by there's no real AI conversation there, because there's like the kid should, I don't know, unite the AI people or um, figure out how to unite AI and humans in a way yeah. that like shows the that humans need to be more compassionate to them, but none of that is the point of the kid, and I was like, Okay. Yeah, and I a think ball. there are
1: hints of it here and there because you'll see things visually, but also I think he has a line. It's a great line. Um, the, the kid has a great line of just uh, "I want all robots to be free," and I was like, "Oh, I'm yeah. really touched by this." But uh, they don't have that in the fridge, so exactly. But they don't have that in the fridge, which is like a funny, like <laughs> you know, uh, one-up joke. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I did think about uh, sort of like the the extended, maybe additional uses, and this goes to Aaron's. Uh, point earlier of just like you know it's not that it does leave me the question which is a good question to have but then uh, alex to your points like yes tropes kind of kick in and i was like i i'm pretty certain that you know john david washington being the the hero of this movie is not going to let whatever else happen throughout the rest of the movie so you know uh, i i am fascinated
0: by this discussion is is a great thing to say well that's the kind of thing where you know being structured that's why I, I'm willing to forgive a lot when you structure it so clear like an action movie. Like the, okay. like, um random example. But, like, Judas and the Black Messiah from last from Yes, yeah, last quite year. a random example. What I, what, I, what, I, what I really appreciate about that movie is, like, it's a biopic, but it's structured like a thriller. Like, it's structured in a certain sure. way where it, it's not about giving passes, but it's, like, it's going along a certain line. So it makes, I think the viewer in the moment makes you more familiar. It, 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 it kind of... Re- it reduces any fatigue you might have of being going down a familiar route because it's able to mm-hmm. normalize the plotting of it enough so you can add in other things. And I think that move, this movie is doing that as well, where it's giving yeah. you like, yeah, a conventional idea of John David Washington has to take some person to a thing and do his stuff. But on top of that, it's able to layer in all these other things. And that's that's why I can get over, you know, what the things ultimately amounts to. It's like, yeah, all right, I know where this is going. However, yeah. let's see what this journey is. And I think there's so many details here that... Uh, yeah, yeah. that are able to kind of get me past like the simplicity of it all at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, and again, I I did enjoy uh a lot of the uses of these androids, robots, what have you, in the future. I enjoyed that they were just monks, farmers. Some of them are police forces. Some of them are just you know rural village people, and it was really cool that they were just modeled after real humans, right? Uh, and I I enjoyed that aspect of it because like what you said, or uh, Aaron, you know it's not oftentimes that I see sci-fi movies that are sort of behaving in this way. Because whenever I think about like the movies like Chappie, or when I think about movies like, um, I don't know, I don't know why that's the first movie that came to mind, and I can't think of any others. But um, I don't necessarily see the 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 androids and robots behaving in this way. They're often used as a force or as a if they if they do become defunct and derelict. They're often seen as like, you know, a weird like sex worker, like in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two or something like that, right? Um, or, you know, like Terminator 2. They're just all badass killers that turn that can be liquid metal. But I enjoyed that there was just we've they've become so normalized that it just they often they've they've actually this movie also surpasses a question that a lot of other movies have, which is like, what if AIs become conscious? It's like, yes, well, they kind of actually are in this movie. And that's why some of them have chosen to become monks or whatever else. And they just have like human skins that have been gifted to them. Uh, but underneath it all, they're just hardware machinery that are just trying to like be at peace with the world that they're living in, which I I found pretty cool.
0: That was the other thing I was curious about. Like
1: like the
0: the self actualization of them I found to be interesting because it doesn't go into that further. It's just more like, yeah, that's just how it is. It's just how it is though. At the same time. This is a world that's established that if you die, you can still download your mind and put it into a robot. And it's cool that one of the more, one more of the uh, rules. More, yeah, more. like
1: one of the rules for that is
0: time too. That, well yeah. it depends though, right? Like how long the person exactly. has been dead. Like it's I expired. It yeah. seems like if it was pretty instant and you downloaded it right away, probably a lot longer than this, probably eternal if anything. Like I Yeah, I, you
1: can make fallen two with Genzo, with John David Washington. <laughs>
0: That's how the killer gets around. <laughs> and I, w- I will say that piece of inf- like learning that and hearing a piece of dialogue from Washington, like I know exactly where this film's gonna go. So like, mm-hmm. that's it's like, mm-hmm. and it's like I don't. I've said this many times. I'm not a person that tries to guess the plot or like figure out twists or whatnot. I just mm-hmm. I love just watching me let it unfold. So like the fact that I'm like I am pretty sure where I know I know where this is going. It wasn't disappointing to me because I just liked this journey. I liked watching okay. this film, but. Yeah, the tech we should talk more about the tech and stuff in this movie because I do like the the simulants and the the way that's that, what they're yeah, called, yeah, simulants. The way that I, I had a I had a tough time narrowing this is like, yeah, there's robots, there's simulants, there's just machines. Yeah. But like the like you're saying, that and the fact that it's and I guess you know, there's a I know there's another criticism about the the depiction of culture and how the, you know, the fact the robots equal Asia um, is could be problematic to some um but that's a different topic we can get to if we want to uh but the the idea that yes that these simulants have all like largely chosen to just live lives of peace or whatnot i found that to be pretty interesting mm-hmm. at the same time like the tech here with especially you know in as far as the, the you know military weaponry and what have you boy did things look like deadly and this film did not like take many shortcuts to show that lots of things are dying or being blown up constantly mm-hmm. um which uh I'm ha- not happy to see as far as this was entertaining to me, as far as seeing death and destruction, but as far as the movie not like, you know, for being a PG 13 studio film, it doesn't, it doesn't um, cop out, I don't think, in too many ways. I think it does mm-hmm. a pretty good job of like showing the brutality of it all and really emphasizing its points as far as, you know, humans being the bigger threats ultimately and what have you.
2: Yeah,
3: definitely. I yeah. I also found the, the 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 tech imbalance interesting. Like the U.S. had all these things, like the brain extraction thing, yet no one else did. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of like the world. Like some people have incredible advanced tech, and other mm-hmm. places don't. I thought that was an interesting dynamic with it too.
1: Yeah, and the tech in this world is I, just like again, like one of his like mid sequence or mid movie. One of his buddies is, I guess, married to a, a tech person or a, a simulant, or at least has like a. I mean, it's a structure. Yeah, it's their,
0: they are their kindred, which <laughs> they're, is they're which together. is a
1: really yeah, which is like a really cool thing. Just to if you're talking about like how far the tech is advanced, it's like yeah, it's beyond. It's it's advanced in such a degree that that people still feel can or feel like a real connection to it, which is kind of like again the the ideas behind Blade Runner and what is or isn't a uh replicant and what does it mean to actually be human to in Blade Runner 2049 kind of thing um so yeah I found this all to be pretty cool and yes the military weapons are are far uh vast and superior and I think the last question that I, that you, or the point that you brought up there just in terms of the human stuff is like yeah there. Gareth Edwards not afraid to show human casualties you know uh, both sides right you know there are some people that that lose their sides uh there's like the police state in the local New Asia country, um, that have sustained losses. So of the American forces, but then definitely like just a bunch of innocent bystanders, just because these bombs are just so,
3: so explosive. Yeah, definitely. This this makes me want to 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 finally follow up and answer your question there, <laughs> because you you no you've touched on something that that actually makes a good point, which is that because the tech is so unique and advanced and something that in our current day and age, we're not familiar with like, yes, they're trying to get to robotics and androids that are humanistic enough that we could never tell, but we're Mm -hmm. so far away from that, that I don't think it actually makes any sense to compare 2023's AI conversation and discussion with what we see in the movie. And then I think we have to separate with what this film shows, which is, a pre, I would say, pre twenty twenty three, although it was made in twenty twenty two, but like a, a a vision of robotics and technology, as we just discussed, that is this this interesting concept that is different from in every way what we are dealing with in today's twenty twenty three AI conversation, and I think that's the problem with it is that it it's so unfortunately timed for this I moment. See that you can't bring, like, it's like, it just so happens to have now been released in the middle of this AI conversation when really the tech is fascinating in a pure sci-fi way, in yeah. a way where we're like, we're in in the the, the most interesting points that you, both of you have made is that it is not Terminator 2, it is not, you know, this dangerous, mean AI robots, any of that, which is nice to see, but you can't, at the same time, can't make those connections. And we can't, I don't think it's right to say, oh, this is pro AI because it's like, showing that they're nice ai i just think it's saying like here's this story here's what's going on and this is actually i mean the film, but the
0: film's creating sympathy clearly for one side it's not like it's it's not like it's making it yes, but, a, but, a but they're not
3: but they're not trying to say hey we should have sympathy to the ai argument that we're having in the real
0: life in I, I agree with that that's what yeah, i was yeah. saying to begin with that's yeah, why i yeah, found yeah, it I so i i didn't find it frustrating or unfair i found it just to be like a this is such a a curious choice to have happened like right now like and which is you know it's not but again, and it's, it's not a fault or anything it's just more of yeah what 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 machinations led to this year being dominated by ai based conversation and not in a necessarily a good way mm-hmm. uh, versus what the movie's saying which is very much the opposite <laughs> i feel yeah like.
3: And I think it's just like, it's almost, I think that uh, it's Fox, but I guess that since they're owned by Disney, I'd say Disney, I think Disney thought, oh, wow, this is the perfect time to release this movie, right? Like, oh, now we've got this zeitgeist moment. And I think it's going to backfire on them because not only is it the opposite, as you pointed out, Aaron, but also... I don't think most people, not you, but like some other people who see it will really understand the the disconnect, not only between the differences, but also the connect between it. And they'll be like, mm-hmm. well, I don't really see it. And it's it's an interesting position for the film to be in. And yeah. then he shot it in 2022. I don't know if he wrote the script pre-pandemic or not, but like, you know, that's, I would love to ask Edwards about that. Like. I think he wrote this purely with his vision of telling a futuristic, you know, because yeah, he, he no, loves I, side yeah. by story yeah. and just ended up to happen to be in this conversation yeah. in, a, in a way that I think is going to play against him in a bad way. Because like he, like you said, like you can't, he, as much as I wish people would disconnect him, you can't disconnect it. Yeah,
1: like if he did right junk now. it for this,
0: he'd be getting that question like from everybody. You can't disconnect it right now because it's right now. I, I'm curious how where this movie stands, you know, years from now in, in that regard. When we ha- when, when the robots have taken over and they watch this movie and what they think <laughs> of it. They're going to be laughing. But uh, it's like they got a so <laughs> These wrong. guys thought that we
3: were going to be nice. <laughs> they,
0: they didn't hey, know we were already building Nobat ourselves. Um, <laughs> we probably really not- are. <laughs>
3: My friend made this point, the the screenwriter friend, he said something that really got me, which is he said that when and if, that one of the points of the film is that when and if we finally get AI and or robotics or androids to this point that is depicted in the film, we shouldn't immediately and negatively destroy and hate them. And I thought that was actually a fair point
0: in defense of the film. Well that applies and to it, everything, right? Anything we create, yes, we don't yes, inherently true. hate automatically. We no, created to begin with because we don't want we want it to be useful to us in some way.
2: Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. But, yeah. But, but, but we're already the, hating on it, you know? Yeah, because I think
0: like the the
1: early visuals uh of them, you know, when they're like in LA and doing the cleanup stuff. Um, yeah, it's pretty PG thirteen aside, it's like it's pretty like graphic and, and sad just the way they're just like these these AI robots that are still like Flash frozen in the time in which the bob is being dropped off, so they're worried about the uh-huh. humans that they're worrying uh, that they're taking care of, and then you just see them all being like, kind of like grasping for life when they're being crushed yeah. by the the machine. It's like, yeah, it's pretty, it's it's pretty terrible. Just about what they're saying of like, when we created something, it was bad, so we've got to kill every one of them. And it's like, mm, not great. And that's where I mean, again, clear allegory is taking place here. I mean, it's yeah, not- I mean, I think the allegory when it added on top of it makes it like a much more. Fruitful and and beautiful looking story for sure. Um. So yeah, but that's yeah. why I'm
3: like, what does it? What does it tell? What does the film tell you about AI? in
1: yeah, it, relation it, to
3: today's time, nothing yeah. does. And it, I think though? that's because where
1: like, like you and I are on the same page, Alex. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, think that course. gets better as just like the, just the um, just as the uh, allegory or as like the um uh, alliteration or alliteration, uh, whatever. Like the, the metaphor, metaphor for yeah. yeah, the metaphor is is a much more compelling storyline
0: yeah and i i don't disagree with that like i didn't while i like it's a cure it's more of a curiosity to me as far Mm -hmm. as the timing of this release versus the nature of ai in this story not not a direct reason as to what i'm appreciating about the film is like oh man it's so connected to 2023 i can agree that it's not like it feels very much out of place in terms of its release date but it i I can't help but like make the connection as far as well that's a weird time to put this out yeah yeah but uh it but in regards to like the movie just as a sci-fi film that happens to, you know, that has some stand-ins for what it's actually talking about. Like, sure. I love that. Like that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's great sci-fi in general, right? Like how you can tie in, you know, big ideas that are fantastical or, you know, science fiction or what have you into yeah. what the world has experienced in some way, much like, you know, horror does with social commentary. and What have you uh, like? Yeah, it,
1: that's great. That's a great point about just the horror genre.
0: Yeah. Um, let's can we talk about some of the actors a bit we haven't talked about that much. yeah Alison and yeah, jenny it? alice and jenny um it's like the highlight of the movie to me she was awesome it, like against type kind of but i'm also like yeah, yeah. there's a lot of cj in this character too like, i don't know yeah. <laughs> she didn't do the jackal though i was about or... to say the same thing she didn't do the jackal but i mean yeah. <laughs> What if she did? What if they like on their first? That'd be day? hilarious like, if they're just like, like, All right, guys, you know the deal. If you win sing if talk, if we, one if we find the weapon. I'm gonna it. do the jackal. Everyone's yeah, yeah, like, yeah, She's yeah, gonna right, order right. a strike
1: while sing talking <laughs> as the jackal. Um, I'll, that, I'm gonna let you guys debate this. There are horror. people listening to this, they're like, What the fuck is the jackal? Yeah, go watch the west Wing, bro. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm gonna let you guys talk about the characters and actors because I don't think anybody really did a whole lot for me in this movie.
0: I would, I. I can agree as far as I'm not saying like anybody should be nominated for Best Actor or what have you, but in terms of some people that left an impression to some degree, it's just intriguing that Alice and Jenny was in this role. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't yeah, say yeah. it's you know it's a it's one of her best performances, but I do think it's like oh that's a choice. I appreciated that. Okay. I do think Sturgill Simpson who replaced Danny McBride apparently. Um, what I totally by watching <laughs> wow. it the second time, I'm like I can totally see Danny McBride in this role. Yeah, uh, but. I've seen Colonel Simpson in a number of things at this point. I'm like, he's involved. I'm, I'm generally on board of his movies. Apparently, like I, I like them. Okay. This, is, this random musician has found himself in as far as his acting goes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but again, I I like Washington. I think he's really good here. Like, it's is it going to be a stand-up performance of the year for me? Not necessarily, but in terms of like guys leading original sci fi flicks he's doing it for me. I think he like has the right kind of screen charisma to make this stuff work, to make this kind of uh, uh, in, you know, different hands. It could see more sci-fi mumbo jumbo-y or, you know, a little more foolish or whatever. Instead. It's like, no, I think he's got the right rhythm for this. I, I think he's giving what he needs to this kind of performance.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I only, my only real criticism was, I don't know if this is the script or him as I thought, man, he's a really bad dad throughout most of this movie. <laughs> And I'm like, is that him or is that it? The script because like he's he's cool to watch, but then you're like, man, he never really learns how to connect with this kid. Like even when the, I think it was when they get to the city and he just like lets her be and just like goes off. I was like, don't you care about her? Like what is you he let her be? He, he's, he's trying to get to one specific end only,
1: Alex. He's pretty. And, driven. And it's not the kid. <laughs> the kid was fine. I, well, was, that's why I was like, he's She was having a
0: good time. You can see that.
1: <laughs> Nobody, nobody's gonna harm her. They know what's. Up. Yeah, it's a cool city. <laughs> it's a cool city. Uh I, do, I, I think that, that John David yeah, Washington, while he didn't really do a whole lot for me, I think that there's parts where he does have like an arrhythmic sense of what we come to think about, like you know, with like a deckard character or what have you, where he is just like, no man, your name's not candy. Like, what is that bullshit? You know, like, it's <laughs> yeah. pretty, it's pretty fun when he's like playing fast and loose on that front. But you know, unfortunately, I have seen him in better things. So I was like, yeah, it's fine. Like you know, I'm thinking about like Black Klansman, or like, obviously like you mentioned Tender earlier. I was like, yeah, I like that. There's there's a little bit more of like um, reservation and maybe some acting involved, and this one's like a little bit looser.
3: Right, like anybody else. In the, I mean. As we said, well, I, I I wish like Watanabe stood out, but he's like he's so. That's a
1: great, yeah. That's a good call, yeah. I, I,
3: but uh, I was like, he's like, got like, the like same like, line,
1: but... yeah. He's also got like the same like you know plot
0: line and structure as uh, a yeah. as in Godzilla, where it's just like exactly. he's a scientist
1: guy. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I just
0: I don't think he's ineffective, but it's also I mean here's here's the other thing, I, Ed, Edwards' characters are not his thing. Like it, like he can <laughs> interesting. He can, I don't mean that as, about this. I don't mean Ooh. that as a bad thing. And I like, <laughs> what am I? One of my all-time favorite like reviews of recent years is David Ehrlich's review of Godzilla. Uh-huh. Uh, because he oh, well. he, he appropriately writes it as a it's a post-human blockbuster where sure there are characters, but that's not the drive of this mm-hmm. at all, and nor does it need to be. And this movie obviously it's more devoted to the people in it because of the nature of the story. There's not a, you know, a looming threat in the form of Godzilla that it's that's appreciated in the same way. as the characters of this film, but I can see, I I still see the same thing where it's like Edward, Edward, like a movie does not need to be driven solely by the cast. There's other things you can appreciate. And we haven't even talked about some of the, like the stuff going on, like filming wise, as far as the location. But I, I, I'm not saying that this movie, like the characters are an afterthought, but I do, I can, I can see the kind of de emphasis on deep characterization in favor of the world building going on and the 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 themes we've already talked about and what have you, and by default that means yeah we like having people like Ken Watanabe or Alison Janney, it it does the work for you as far as you kind of get who these people are without having to spend you know ten minutes with them aside to be like this is who this person is where they come from what their backstory is all that stuff yeah I yeah,
1: I didn't yeah. I, I didn't think that it was like comical or or an aside sure. about how they're written um because yeah it's very economically used just you know who they are because of sort of basically like what line in the stand they stand behind or stand on. And so, yeah, I, I didn't really, really expect, you know, her team of, of a uh, special ops soldiers mm-hmm. that are going in with John David Washington. Like I expected them to have corny lines and they did. So yeah. yeah.
0: I, and I do think the, the way it's so like, we've already talked about kind of the, the almost casual brutality of this. film. I think by having characters that, Don't I'm not saying blend into the background, but certainly you know they're not they're not big showy rules. I think that's part of the design to kind of keep you acclimated with the notion of just people can just get killed at any point in this thing because it's so it's the world is so much bigger than them, and you have you know nomad and what have you just bombing shit and like it it's showing the what war can do to you know a society and what have like I think it's I think there's a lot of intention in not having you know more standout performances for the sake of you know having Oscar clips in favor of instead like blending blending making the world all seem in you know, a certain kind of unison
3: mm-hmm. The the other one i thought was really interesting was ralph minison as this general guy who reminded me a lot of tyrell from blade runner oh interesting like he interesting. has okay that, yeah the glasses yeah and then like <laughs> the staunch like i'm gonna tell you what to do and, sure. and i was like okay he's cool he's an asshole but he's cool yeah yeah
0: and he's not English, innocent. and I was like, "This." Is I weird. was like, "Yeah, they didn't give him his
1: accent." Yeah, which I thought I think would have been fine because, like, it's a New World Order kind of thing. Like, it would have been cool just to just have Ralph in there, but nobody could understand what he's going to say because he's got such a thick accent.
0: The uh, the <laughs> second time I saw, I saw it with my dad the second time, who uh, Dad's Movie Corner really enjoyed it. Thought it was oh, one of go. the best movies done in a while, as far as wow. these kind of, as far wow. as these kind of blockbuster movies go. Okay, because uh, he fucking loved Oppenheimer. But I mean, in terms of <laughs> like you know the Marvel stuff, and like I think because he was so disillusioned by the Flash which I liked more than him. He was like, uh-huh. I think he was just happy to see like, well, this was good. But no, but no, he asked me after the words, like, who is the general guy? And I'm like, it's Ralph. And he, you would know him if he's, he's generally really British and like has a beard. Uh, you yeah. would recognize him in that case. <laughs> and has a beard. <laughs> I like, you could, if you saw him like being British and having a beard, you'd probably, you'd, you'd recognize who this person is. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's. Do, so I mentioned I just briefly mentioned, this, but the locations. So I mean, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. so this movie, as we already mentioned, it costs eighty million dollars, um, compared to the two hundred million dollar blockbusters that we'll be getting all summer. Uh, I, the the work done to like make that cost low, I find to be fascinating. Part of it because it's because it just doesn't have a huge name cast. It has you know character actors for the most part, and then like one lead. Yeah. Uh, but also the way they approach this right they filmed all over asia they filmed in cambodia and nepal vietnam thailand what have you right and then they had ilm just be like put stuff on top of this please mm-hmm. and and gareth edwards just knows what he's asking for and is himself a visual effects artist i like the results look great here but i can also see okay yeah it's i can see why this could be so so thrifty if like they're if he's asking the right kinds of things of how to make this world look more sci-fi without like going wildly overboard or what have you, like it. it,
1: Yeah. I I think like, you know, when I'm thinking about aesthetic looks of sci-fi movies, this is something that I I appreciate more and more is the people that kind of just build on top of the current world that we're living in. Um, And yes, yeah, they still are living wherever they are living in new Asia with just sci-fi structures built on top you know what I mean it doesn't make any sense for them to all be like shiny cities all bright new shiny cities um when the infrastructure has not been that for the last like you know uh three hundred years right mm-hmm. so I I did appreciate that they uh location was location but it didn't look like it was like oh wow there's like a giant fucking space station like in this uh area of of Thailand you know so
3: yeah I think I think that's almost it's it's not a criticism I have of it but it's something where I'm like questioning if this is what we talked about before too that does edwards understand the world he's building or is he just like this looks cool so we'll build it like uh, half the time when sure. he gets to new asia and you get into these like bigger cities I'm like this city looks incredible I want to go live there but I'm like how does any of it work and i and i'm like sitting there wondering if ilm was just like we don't care how it works we're just gonna make it look cool Mm -hmm. and it does look cool and i love being there but i'm also like i wish kind of like lucas and star wars there was more definition to what's happening in these worlds and more of an understanding of the world you're in yeah even though the look of it is awesome and that's the only criticism again it's not a criticism it's like a It's like a question in my mind when I'm watching it because I'm like, I think he's, I think that the greatest testament to what Edwards can do as a filmmaker is make it look amazing and make it the synergy of CG uh, work together, which is what something, this is what you said at the beginning there and about how he he has this scale and scope to what he builds visually that you feel so um, caught up in that like epicness of it. And that's super cool. I'm almost like, my question is also like if he's going to make a sequel do they know how to even bring this people back to this world or are they going to try the same tactic again where they're just going to like go out and shoot and throw some stuff on top of it not that we need yeah. a sequel just like a question on my mind when i was sure. watching it
1: yeah and and that actually is something that i thought about as well uh kind of, kind of post-fact um Aaron, i'm glad that you mentioned like the the world building and the scale stuff too because you no, know, I, I thought about movies like Blade Runner 2049 and i also thought about uh, Dune, which are both, I guess, mm-hmm. Villeneuve movies, and there is like a sense of scale that I really like from Villeneuve, but there is much more of like an expansive world. And I know that they're completely different movies, um, but uh, I was glad that Edwards was able to make this movie feel lived in, um, especially like in the city's yeah. parts. Uh, but there is like a sense that I was just also lacking of like a busyness in the streets that Villeneuve really took care to craft. And this is not a Edwards versus. Villeneuve type of thing is just more of like, yes, when I'm thinking about the expensiveness of things, like, you know, little details do matter. And so when you see um, uh, John David Washington, Joshua, and also Alfie kind of like walking through the streets and there's like, you know, two or three people or, or at least like a handful of people or what have you. He's like, Villeneuve is just like, no, let me just pack this with like people and it's like a real living thing that you can really feel like is a is compelling my movie to, to continue in its story. So nice.
0: I'll, I'll say two things. Yeah. One, I again, I do think that Edwards has an internal logic to this stuff, and he's showing you what he can sure. and, he, and choosing to. And the other thing is, you're really defensive of him
2: because <laughs> I think he's good at what he does. That's all. But
0: also, but the other thing, I mean, yeah, Dune and Blade Runner those are 200 million dollar movies with a better director than JJ Abrams I mean so it's yeah, <laughs> yeah he can uh, again yeah, not yeah, not, yeah. not a
1: comparison of the two yeah yeah
0: no yeah. I know but I mean it but it but in terms of like packing the screen with stuff yeah he had the money to do it like I mean this That's this is a movie that you know is made by not only not only Fox but multiple other Studios to yeah. scrounge up 80 million together to get what they can in there like I I do think he's yeah, and again impressive
1: of what he's been able to I think, do yeah i, yeah, I exactly. think it's
0: quite Power. impressive and like alex i mean he made a star wars movie like i mean he he did I maybe mean, he, he expanded worlds i mean he, yeah he, but
3: he was given a lot of it and you have also the massive teams at lucasfilm that can yes have he had more money world. to work
0: with and he was <laughs> able to do all
1: this stuff like, I it was the guy that rewrote the screenplay for him Gilroy uh,
0: Tony, Gilway, Like they did. Reach no on on the on Rogue One. Like oh. Tony, Giroir came in for the third for the third act. Yeah, which which Wars. I think helped out some parts. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. No, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, as far sure. as what what Alex, what you were saying, I, it did. It, yeah, it, it's just like I, I. It's, it's less my being defensive. It's more like I'm just. I'm seeing what I'm seeing here. Like, I, 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 it, it appears to me that like he knows the stuff he wants to do, and like just is, he knows what he's. Given that, like, look at like monsters, where he literally did the visual effects on his his own laptop. (laughs) Like, it's like he, (laughs) yeah. I think he has just the eye for like what he knows he can get on the screen and make look good, as opposed to like stretching it to the limits and making it look bad.
1: Yeah, you know, speaking of stretching, and also like from a technical standpoint. I've been reading about this is what, like why I asked Aaron a question uh, earlier offline. I was asking him, "Hey man, like, does it look better on Limax or on Dolby?" And he's like, "Just watch it in Dolby," and because it's like shot in like two thirty nine or something like that. Um, and apparently, he got that out of like a Sony camera that you can buy like off the shelf. <laughs> so it's like pretty incredible, like what you could just do, like what Gareth Edwards is able to do. So when you mentioned him like editing and and doing visuals like on his laptop, like yeah, it's he's he's certainly a guy that just knows how to get the most out of his equipment.
3: So, get on him. But that still doesn't... make It still makes me think that Lucas has a better sense of world crafting, whereas Edwards has a better sense of
0: putting the world onto the screen. I mean, if you want to tell me that that Lucas... Lucas responsible for the biggest franchise on the planet was a better ideas man. Sure, I can agree with you. <laughs> I, like, think the, I think right, a not a lot, lot of you said ideas him, man because he certainly is. It's the not ideas hard to defend Lucas. Like you want to cast some him people aside? Hate him, he, like I, I get people that. do yeah, hate he, him, yeah, because they they made some movies they didn't like when they were teenagers. Oh my god, it's yeah. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: why I'm like ideas man. Yes, yes, yes.
3: I just wish he would have had like a screenwriter like that who would have come in and polished up a couple of those moments. And I like, don't Let's disagree. Like, expand like yeah, expand yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: The fact this movie is merely a B plus, maybe A minus to me, and not a oh. home run. Like, okay, but at the same time, it's like I from got let a grade to a sports analogy. I, <laughs> I'm not the first. Anyway. I'll accept it. I'll accept it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, get it. I get But, it. but no, I, I hear you. As far as like, yeah. yes, I can. I can point to the things that like hold it back from being. You know, a, a a modern classic. Another term I hate using. <laughs> it's, I've been,
3: I've seen people say that though. I'm like wow. shocked. I know, I'm and the I've, I, mean, they a decade. I'm
0: like, I wow, hear you, bro. but they're not here. Like, yeah. you know, it's
1: like I don't, I don't, ah, okay, I don't okay, need okay, hyperbole. Okay. We don't invite those charlatans on the show. I don't, now, like, I don't
0: need hyperbole, man, to be on the podcast with us to tell us how much they liked the movie, and just because they liked it a lot. Like I'm happy to have a conversation. With are
3: you kidding me? This is what people call me. This is your nickname. <laughs> I guarantee you, there are people out there that are like. Oh, they got the hyperbole man on this show i'm
1: not oh my god they have first
3: showings alex bill
1: what a dick
3: (laughs) yeah you you can joke all you want i guess someone out there is saying that right now no i this is why i appreciate (laughs) talking about it with you guys because you have sensible and (laughs) proper analysis here well we 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 don't have to go to hyperbole territory
0: uh no it's Was there anything else we wanted to get to? We've talked a lot about this. We've movie. covered a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I would only. Hans, uh, did you like the Hans Zimmer score? No, I didn't <laughs> really hear it. Yeah, yeah, I can't say it was memorable. I think it like yeah. there were sounds in the moment, and I probably liked them. That's kind of where yeah. I'm at with it. Yeah, I just I, I was because I was you know I was reading the credits I'm like Hans Zimmer did the score. All right, not, not a it's not an Inception, but all right, did the job. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an Inception. Yeah.
3: I also um, wanted to mention something that you had just brought up right now, which is that we saw our press screening in IMAX. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, why am I watching in IMAX? Like, it's nice. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. It's nice letterbox format. And I'm like, and it, it, I say this because I watched Oppenheimer twice in IMAX. And I was like, this blew me away. Right. But you yeah. see this. And I was like, I could have just seen this in a regular screening room. I didn't need the the sound was nice. I will admit the sound was well.
0: The sound is really good. Our IMAX, IMAX, is nice. yeah. I think it's really great sound. Yeah yeah. 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 And that
3: was cool to see in IMAX. With the rest, visually, I was like, this is just a regular letterbox format like film that doesn't need to be here in my job. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just sitting there looking at the black bars, being like, when are you going to expand? And it never does. <laughs>
1: I mean, I thought the same thing in my screening room, Alex. But I didn't that's, watch it in IMAX. It's the movie. I mean, it's not shot in IMAX, <laughs> bottom line. Well, I know,
3: but yeah. I'm like, why? Why screen it for us in IMAX
1: then? And it why it looks it-
0: good? It's a good looking movie. Because they saw can twice say IMAX.
1: Com- no, because they can then say, Alex, come to the IMAX theater, and you're like, oh, okay, all right.
0: I saw the press screening at IMAX. Yeah. I saw it
1: again in IMAX. It looked good. You're probably get some free popcorn and a, and a free drink. You know.
3: Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? They, they don't give you pretzels and bratwurst in your screenings?
3: No, we do. I was saying the theater house, there, not a beer house. The only the only thing we do get is alcohol at the evening screenings because they give beer because it's Germany. Like you have to give beer at screenings. Mm. (laughs) When should people go and see the
0: creator, Alex?
3: I would say now, theatrically. Go see it. Support original cinema.
1: Abe, I'm actually on the same page. Like visually, I think this is this is a a really good movie for you to go see. And again uh Echoing there, it's like, yeah. If you if you want more original sci fi movies like this, uh you should support it with
0: your dollars. Uh, yeah, see, uh, go see it in IMAX. I think it's great. I think it's just, just, IMAX. Just, wow, highest yeah, whoa, rating. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I've seen it twice in IMAX. I'm happy to. Wow, I mean, <laughs> oh, okay. It's, it does the job. No,
1: I'm just like I was not expecting the highest rating. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, like,
0: regardless of where this ends up at the end, I'm not saying it's high in my top ten or anything I'm, like that. I'm not pointing I just, fingers. I'm just. I just think I think it i think it's an effective sci-fi action flick that looks and sounds great i mean that's it, i mean if i'm going They've to got the, an
1: hour podcast to
0: go back to yeah. if i'm going to the movie theater to you know and i have the premium option choice like what do i want to watch on the premium screen this like okay. this is what i'd want to see so yeah
3: can i ask you Aaron? what how much does it cost for your imax ticket
0: uh, no, you cannot ask me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just curious. It's at I, least $23 up here for well, me. Really? I, it's something like that. I have like the, you know, I have the regal yeah, yeah, pass, the pass thing. So it's like, oh, six, okay, it's okay. like six bucks, you know, extra on top of nothing. Right. Um, so. Okay.
3: Because I'm just wondering, because whenever I go to the IMAX here, it's like a full 15 euro more than than like going to the regular screenings. I'm oh, always like. You. This is it's got to be really worth it, or I'm not going go to go yeah. yeah, down. I, I don't
0: need to shill for Regal, but like between this stop making sense and Saw, the thing paid for itself in a you week. So paid, like yeah, I'm fine. Right. <laughs> like, I, I'll right. be well managed and Saw. Wow, geez, in
3: IMAX, awesome. Not
0: an IMAX, no, just in general. Like, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay,
3: okay. <laughs> Alex and everyone. Giant oh, bloody
0: IMAX. yeah, torture in IMAX. Ooh, bring it up. <laughs> I mean,
3: it
1: is it,
0: no, No, Creator is in IMAX. Just really good sound. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we've talked about the Creator. Let's uh let's move on. It hey, hey, what uh what time is it here? Oh, it's time for a quick game.
1: Let it know. In fact, that's actually the noise that plays when you shut somebody
0: down on standby in the creator. <laughs> exactly, <Wow>. exactly <laughs> that. Um, that is, of course, the improv theme for games, and I have a game for you guys this week. All right, it is a cinema Turing test. Oh no. Uh-uh. I went from all right to, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to do would is Would I read, flip the turtle
3: over? Yes, I would
0: flip am going to over. I'm going to read lines from movies to you, and okay. you have to tell me whether or not it's a human or a robot. Oh, wow. Okay, am I looking up and to the left when I'm doing this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you think you know the answer, say your name, and whether the the line I've just read is from a human or a robot. Okay. Of course, at the end of this test, we'll know of your robot, if you can tell if this is <laughs> a <laughs> Actually okay. robot. Uh, bonus points if you can guess what the film is that I'm reference that I'm quoting from. Brownie points or bonus points? I will give a bonus point because I think wow. the quotes, the, some of the quotes are obscure Ooh. enough where it's like this is exactly easy to guess what movie this okay. is. Um, okay. Okay. All so, right. Let me, here we go. Let me get the scoreboard here. Okay. Here's the first quote. Your levity is good. It relieves tension and the fear of death. Uh,
3: Alex, uh, robot from Interstellar.
0: It is not Interstellar, but it is a robot. So you get a point. Oh. It is from Terminator 3, Rise of the Machine. Oh, okay. Here's the next one. He made a fair move. Screaming about it can't help you.
2: Mm, Alex, hey, human.
0: I heard Alex. <laughs> Alex, let me, let, me now, call Alex on, let me call on you first before you start yelling oh, out okay. answers. <laughs> he, human? Incorrect.
1: Oh, yes, Abe, it's a robot. It's from
0: Alien. It's not from Alien. It is from Star Wars: A New Hope. I mean, close oh, enough. Wow. <laughs> Here's the next one. The ratio of people to cake is too big. Mm. I know this one.
1: You're gonna get the point if you if you name robot or human, Alex. <laughs>
3: uh, Alex, uh, robot? Question mark.
1: Incorrect.
3: <laughs> what? Abe for the steal.
1: Abe. Uh, it's a human. It's from uh, Blade Runner twenty nine. It is from Office Space. I mean, I knew that. What? I like the confidence you have in the, in the, in the, the movies. Your name because Alex like? came in confident with his movie, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go confident
3: <laughs> with mine too. Wait, 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 Office Space has a robot in it. Was it the printer no, or something? This is human. No, this is
0: human. human. <laughs> it's a human.
3: Yeah. Wait, is this an obscure human line?
0: It's from Milton. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, whatever, whatever. The ratio of people to cake this is game too big.
3: Slide. I'll... <laughs>
0: Right. Here's the next one. I think you ought to know I'm feeling very depressed.
3: Alex mm. Robot. Oh, that sorry.
0: is correct. Alex. Wow. <laughs> from, from 2001? Hitchhiker's oh. Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, uh, Alan oh, right, Rickman. Right, 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 I do uh, like this bonus thing of me feeling joy from you wildly guessing wrong ha- answers to the, <laughs> the movie. <that> <laughs> wasn't, wasn't
3: so off the 2001 Howe <laughs> gets pretty depressed too.
0: Alright. Here's the next one. The part is just a... St- the, sorry. The past is just a story we tell ourselves. Hmm. Abe. Yes. Human. Incorrect. Wow.
3: Ooh, okay. Alex Robot. Um, I'm going to guess what movie. I'm going to throw another totally crazy. I don't know. I don't know the movie on this one.
0: Her is the answer. Oh. oh. I thought this game. I, I'm I'm happy that this game is providing some difficulty. <laughs> I thought this would be. I wasn't sure how. I spent some time making this together, so. because my brain is not only trying
3: to figure out the movie, but then who said it in the movie, and apparently I got both of these wrong. So.
0: <laughs> I think you're still in the lead though in the game. So. You are currently by one. Yeah. Oof. Here's the next one. I know I've made some very poor decisions recently, but I can give you my complete assurance that my work will be back to normal. Mm. Abe. Abe. Robot. That is correct. Blade Runner 249. It's 2001.
1: I, I knew that too. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Here's the next one. I'm an excellent driver. Oh, Abe. Abe? That's a robot. Incorrect. What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. I was thinking Alex that was from, Human. Uh, yeah. Alex Human from, yeah. uh,
3: I don't know, iRobot? No, I don't think so.
0: Any movie guests?
1: I was going to say robot from uh, uh, what was that? Arnold Schwarzenegger movie on Mars. But now you're having concerns it's a movie with, that
3: has nothing yeah. to do with robots. So I'm like, I don't know where to get the, the yeah, from. The
0: Johnny Cab. Yeah, the Johnny Cab. Yeah, the answer is Rain Man.
2: Are you serious? Oh, yeah, it's a Rain Man. Rain, Rain Man. And he says that say a that. lot in
0: the movie. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. He also knows how many toothpicks are in the box. Yeah. Here's the next one. If you encounter any problems you cannot resolve yourselves, you will be assigned children. That usually helps.
2: What?
3: Alex Alex uh, Human?
0: That is human.
3: Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> Sophie's choice?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Like dark.
0: Any guesses on the movie? Hook. Nope. Assigned
3: children in Hook? This is this is also dark.
1: <laughs> I don't nope. know this movie. The lobster is the answer. Oh uh,
3: yeah, I know again, I know this line, and I was like, this is definitely yeah. not a robot.
1: Aaron, you can't see, but I just put my hand in a in a toaster.
0: Okay. Here's the next one. Okay. Honesty isn't always the most diplomatic nor the safest form of communication. Yeah, Alex. Alex
3: robot from Interstellar.
0: That is TARS, you're correct. You get yeah, two points. I, on to that. Me it TARS,
3: case? I know TARS. Yeah, well. It's true.
0: I, I know my Tars, light blink.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We've been pals, clang clang. Like
0: Here's the next one. Okay. I'm sorry if I scared you. The platform was just becoming too unstable. I had to circle back and hope things didn't get too rough on, to take you off. Abe. Abe? That's a robot. Uh-huh.
1: That's uh, the Millennium Falcon talking to Han Solo. But, n- not, no.
0: <laughs> 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 Alex, any guess on the movie?
3: Ooh. Maybe one of the Star Treks? I don't know.
0: It's Bishop from Aliens. Uh,
3: okay.
1: Ah, okay. I mean, I was close. <laughs>
3: By a couple movies away. Yeah. You know?
0: Here's the next one. Peace has cost you your strength. Victory has defeated you. I mean, everybody knows this one. Abe. Abe. It's a human. That's Bane. Okay. You got it.
1: You, you, you tied up with
0: Alex. Whoa! <laughs> oh, no, no. I was trying
1: to lose this game.
0: <laughs> Here's the next one. I sit next to them in my home economics class all the time.
3: Hmm. Uh I
2: don't
1: know this one. Uh, Abe. Abe. I'm going to say The Human, and it's from Halloween 1978.
3: <laughs> obscure, it is a human,
1: but it's from Forrest Gump. Oh, I was like, Laurie Strode says that to her science fair partner. <laughs>
3: wow, I would have rather no,
0: she, been she this. Doesn't. <laughs>
3: okay, Next one.
0: Okay. Quite an experience to live in fear, isn't it? Alex, Alex, robot from Blade Runner. That, that is correct. Wow. That's two points. This Here's one, this one, one I knew. <laughs> Here's the next one. Were you violating that young girl?
3: What? <laughs> this, this isn't a robot. We're in deep trouble now. We're going to cancel the show. Everything's. All... <laughs> uh, Alex, human. Human.
0: It is a human.
3: I just don't know I have any idea what it's from. <laughs> no idea.
0: Abe? No idea. It's some super bad. Super bad? Okay. Yeah. It's it's when the cops run in. They're like, "McLovin, were you violating that young girl? Yeah. Oh, wow.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, last one. They'll fix you. They fix everything.
1: Ooh. It's not
0: coming to mind, but this sounds very familiar. Oh, man, if you got this and tied it up, it'd be great.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> Why, well, you have a bonus question?
0: I do have a bonus say, question.
3: <laughs> I would say Alex, human.
0: It's not human.
3: Hmm.
1: No, I'm trying to remember the movie, so though. So no, now if
0: Abe gets up <laughs> point, you get the, you got one point. You need one
1: more. It's it's a robot. They'll but fix I, you. Like, it's like a they really like everything. fun line that this person says,
0: too. They'll fix you they fix everything i
1: know i can't place it uh it uh oh hey
0: robocop it, it is robocop you get it
1: <laughs>
2: <No>.
1: <laughs> but is he human or machine that's eh? the question
0: we ask ourselves but the film's not called human cop
1: RoboCop.
0: but it is called robocop and cop uh, is human
2: <laughs> is it uh, i okay. mean he becomes a
0: human only when he finds out he's been deceased well that that became a thrilling conclusion of that game the cinematic tearing test turns out you're both robots oh Uh, but i do have a bonus (laughs) question to determine who the real winner is i defer to alex is a bonus question it is what was the worldwide box office total of ai artificial intelligence steven spielberg's 2001 film worldwide worldwide box office total are we in, like, a range here? Like, if I got it right in the range? It's a, you better get close or you're going to miss this question.
3: <laughs> that's the World range. Wide, worldwide, uh,
0: 70 million, I'll say. Worldwide for
3: a
2: 70 Steven Spielberg million? film?
3: AI was a failure, no? hey
1: any guesses? If he's saying 70, I'm going to say 400. <laughs> wow.
0: Jeez, that's a wild. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> I got to do some fucking math now on this one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is what you get for having a tiebreaker question, Aaron.
3: It must be like 150 million or something.
1: Aaron has his calculator out. I do, because it's like deep
3: diving into his mathematical 400
1: minus 72 million. Hold on. Wait. What's the answer? Here's the, here's the thing.
0: Are have... we both equidistant? Yes. No way. No way. <laughs>
2: You are. You're
0: both 165. On, it's 235.
3: Wow.
1: Okay. <laughs> you are I somehow. It, I it you, are,
0: you are both exactly the same number. Off. This is where
1: we're both androids. So. <laughs>
0: that is insane that you did that.
3: <laughs> wow. Crazy. <laughs> Remarkable.
0: Uh, Maybe we are robots, like, Maybe All we you had are to do was either are. guess higher than him or lower than him. And you weren't going to guess 60 million. <laughs> like, Wait, what did Alex guess? 70. And what was the total? Two thirty-five. Wow! You are both somehow <laughs> in the exact same place. I- I'm going to give it to Alex. No, you're not going to give you it have, to Alex. You're <laughs> fucking
3: tied. <laughs> you don't have a bonus. Bonus question. We yeah. have another follow-up.
0: Well, like, like what, a is the, what is the box
3: office of RoboCop? Hold or on. Or
0: hold no, hold or no? on. Let me get another one now. Because of this, somehow insane. This is why you're both. This is why you both lost the Turing test. What can I say? We both agreed about these. Jesus the creator, Christ! Now we're
1: on the same page about this. <laughs> Like of
0: all numbers. Like, how
1: does that and I thought I was being
0: like crazy. You were being crazy. <laughs> just the right amount of crazy. Okay. What is the worldwide box office total for ex machina?
1: Worldwide. Okay. Alex on the counter we both see 235
3: at the same time. 235
1: million. <laughs> <laughs> uh worldwide box office for ex machina. Ugh.
3: This is probably closer to 70 million, honestly. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm going to say 55 million.
3: Okay. (laughs) Another calculation. (laughs) Alex, would you have one? Uh, I said 235, but now, do I, 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 (laughs) should I change it? I'm afraid. No, you could go 235 yeah let's just let's just roll with it See what okay happens.
0: well let's just uh let's just note that a24 films i think everywhere all at once is their leader with over 100 that's their highest grossing film mm-hmm. uh, okay. at, at all oh, there we go um so it, you know it's nowhere near thirty five. it is 37 <laughs> 37 wow okay
3: worldwide wow yes okay. it's a small yes. movie
0: <laughs> like,
1: yeah. but i well, thought no. it was a
3: hit okay see, it's I got four. I a, hit a, hit like, a hit is like it is like 20.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay okay well we're right.
1: both over so we both lose
0: no if you won you got closer <laughs> you you're the winner i appreciate how close this game was though this yes, is a, I agree, a, a yeah. proper game that's why i needed the calculator though not because i couldn't do like basic math But was like is it exactly the same like <laughs> <laughs> so, alex yeah.
1: i appreciate being on the same show with you with the same answer uh equidistant away. Me too. Me too. Yeah. That
0: was ridiculous. <laughs> that was fun. That was
1: unplanned.
2: You're not exactly the same distance away. That's ridiculous. No
1: robots are able to do that every now and again. Okay.
0: Let's All move right. on. Let's move on. Let's get some about feedback, feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. This is where we go with the various questions and answers on our Facebook page. Facebook the podcast. We asked number of questions to our listeners and they gave us some answers. Let's do this. First question here, and Alex hopefully to throw in as you do. What are some great films focused on artificial intelligence? Philip Hurd has Metropolis and X Men: Days of Future Past. Chris Cleveland has Ex Machina and Upgrade, and Justin Weatherby has 2001, Resident Evil, Her, and Way Back Electric Dreams. Also, War Games would fit into this. Wouldn't you prefer a nice game of chess?
2: Oh, Mm. great AI! Love War Games.
0: Love War
3: Games. Yeah. Does, I was actually thinking about it the other day. Does, does the original Metropolis count as an AI movie? I mean, it's about a robot, but I don't think it's really about AI. I don't
0: know. I mean, it came to life. It seemed to have its own ideas. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: I'll, I'll accept it. Yeah.
1: Any others? Uh, I'm going to throw in WALL-E.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Hello,
3: Wally. There's a lot of movies that have robots in them, but I'm like, does that count as AI? I don't know.
0: Well, say an example, it'll either make fun of you or say you're right. <laughs>
3: No, 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 I was thinking like uh um oh now I forget the name. Uh the, uh, <laughs> the 80s movie with the spaceship. With <laughs> the spaceship? Enemy mine? <laughs> no, no. Uh well
0: it's not short I, circuit, so.
3: I no, the other one with um uh the kid who gets the spaceship. Inner space? The last
0: starship? No, but these are all great Daryl? Films. <laughs> What's the Uh, what's the what's the old Fred Savage?
1: I'm gonna change my name. I'm gonna change my answer to Daryl. Flight of the
0: Navigator.
3: Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Navigator. Navigator. Okay. But that but like the spaceship. I don't know. That's what I mean. It's like I don't know. Is Herbie AI? What is Herbie? No, Herbie's like a fucking like ghost,
0: isn't it? Is it? It's a ghost that takes over
1: the car, right?
0: I like you're saying this like, duh, it's a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one of those obvious things.
1: (laughs) I don't know to be sure. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Well, the next question here is name some great relationships in film between man and machine. Chris Cleveland writes her, Brian and Charles. Philip has the kids and the robots in Castle in the Sky and the Iron Giant. And Irene Johnson writes
3: Baymax and Hero. Robot and Charles such a great film. Brian yeah. and Charles.
0: Yeah, sorry. Robot and Charles. <laughs> Like R- robot R- and Charles robot. is that is a is a, a, a <laughs> crossover between that Franklin Gela movie and Ryan and Charles. <laughs>
3: Which I did not like this Franklin Jella movie much. But robot and
0: Frank. R- and Frank.
3: Yeah. Weird film. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh man and machine relationship.
3: <clears throat> Once again, Metropolis is a great answer for all of these questions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's a fine. But a
3: classic will always be classic.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Simpsons episode where Homer puts his hand in the vending machine. <laughs> Um, and it gets stuck. (laughs) Nice. nice. Homer, have
3: you ever thought about letting go of the the can? (laughs) This also reminds me of the Futurama episode where Bender falls in love with the ship.
1: Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Well, that's two machines falling in love with each other, though, right? Oh, that's right, right? Yeah, yeah Alex, you're wrong.
0: <laughs> I just thought Bender was real human. Yeah, yeah. This is,
1: yeah, this is a good point. You've seen past his his because he, like, he
0: only ever hears him. He doesn't ever re- rarely watch him, so he just hears, <laughs> like, "Look at me, I'm Bender." Scoobie, Yeah, it's baby, like how could a, how
1: could a robot drink beer?
0: <laughs> exactly. Good point. He has a shiny metal ass. I, mean,
3: <laughs> I would argue any of the, any of the Star Trek Next Generation because I love um, what. <laughs>
2: Data? data i love data yeah. i
0: love data so much good one yeah uh right. my answer is of course han solo and c-3po best friends right. they're not even friends they don't even have each other's phone <laughs> number What? c 3 is concerned it's like hey han solo it's me you may not remember <laughs> me because of my red arm <laughs> <laughs> uh next question we have what are some great films featuring machines as the authority philip hurt has the matrix Ooh, that's a good one mm. Machines as the authority.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, similarly, iRobot is this question, right? What
2: well, sure. about
3: the
0: authority, though? Are they? they're like they're helpers?
2: Well, but
3: that's the question, yeah. But I mean, there's this AI thing that
0: begins to take over. Oh, that's the, that's the plot, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Wall-E fits in here.
1: Yeah, he can't let you go back to Earth.
3: <laughs> True. <laughs> and war and
0: war games, right? I mean, yeah, it's the threat. I guess so, yeah. Even SkyNet, I guess, is like the ultimate example. Yeah, sending
1: people back through time to make sure that it it, it succeeds in the future. Uh, The next question here is name some great films about machines rising up against authority. Chris Cleland has The Terminator and The Mitchells versus The Machines. Irene Johnson writes Westworld. Not great, but pretty good for 70s sci-fi. It did inspire a great TV series though. And Philip Herod has Ghost in the Shell. Machines rising up against authority. He's
2: a good example.
1: Uh, I'm going to say Ridge Against the Machine. The band.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, there are robots all along. Uh, <laughs> That'd be the worst turn of events. <laughs> By the way. Herbie just seems to have no origin. <laughs> like, I'm no, telling you, he's a ghost. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, there's nothing that says that at all.
2: It seems I'm glad like that you
0: looked it up. It's a, it's like a giant question. Apparently, like, why, uh, why is Herbie alive? what <laughs> like, no one seems to have an answer. for this. Yeah. Well, do you have an answer for this? Machines rising up against uh, authority. Um, I mean,
1: you could Tron, say Robocop here too, because he does go against OCP at the end. I'm
0: trying to think of something we haven't said as
1: far mm-hmm. as the, I mean Tron and the yeah,
3: Tron yeah. and the Tron movies. No, there you
1: go. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, he if I hey, for the Even users. in Tron Legacy. Yeah. they
0: fight for the users. Yeah, exactly. All right. Next question. What are some great debut child performances? Philip Heard has Jason Swartzman in Rushmore and Masahiko Shimazu in Good Morning. Chris Coogan has Natalie Portman, I assume in Leon. Um Todd Lieben, now, a friend of the show, has Tatum O'Neill in Paper Moon, Natalie Portman in Leon the Professional, and Jackie Coogan in The Kid. Ruben Acevedo Jr. has Jacob Tremblay, America's greatest actor. <laughs> uh, Maxwell Haddad, friend of the show, has Jude Hill in Belfast. Jean-Pierre Lude in The 400 Blows. And Kovan Genet Wallace in Beasts of the Southern Wild. Oh. And Saoirse Sharonin in, I assume that'd be Atonement. Yeah. Um, Lisa Rambo has Linda Blair in The Exorcist. Haley Joel Osment in The Sixth Sense and... Oh, I see. I cut and paste weird it was a home uh, and uh, Haley Steinfeld in true grit and on and on. Hmm. Mm. Some good great. answers here for great debut child
3: performances. Didn't someone already mention beast of the Southern wild. I liked this.
1: It came up, but I
0: mean, he, he could bring it up again. It's a good course. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And also I, I always think about it and then I look on his list and it wasn't his debut, but the kid from come on, come on, this Woody Norman kid. I really liked him too.
0: That kid. That's very British. and doesn't seem like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he's British. really. Act-
3: Good for him. I thought it, I thought it was his debut, and then he's like been in TV series for like five more years previous. I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah, Am he's I a I heavy
0: stupid? smoker, and... <laughs> <laughs> there
3: you go, there you go. He's like an eight year old smoker.
0: It's an eight year old smoker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I I do like that J or uh, Haley Joel Osment pick that somebody had there. I can't think of anybody else on of my head. Haley Joel Osment was in Forrest Gump. What are we talking about? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma says I used to read this book to her all the time. Okay. Um, about you, from uh, anybody come to mind, Aaron?
0: Uh nothing more than what's listed. Honestly, I'm trying to think of anything else, and nothing's sticking out. Yeah. Um, I don't. Okay. Well, the next question
1: here is: What are some terrifying? Uh, what are some terrifying world devastating weapons in film? Philip Hurd writes: The original Death Star is pretty solid. Um, not sure if it was anything like it in cinema before. Chris Cleveland writes: The beam in Independence Day from the spaceships, and the Infinity Gauntlet. Christopher Hill writes the laser weapon in Star Wars from The Force Awakens, the weapon from Star Trek, the reboot uh, that leveled Vulcan, and the world engine in Man of Steel. So a lot of, like, you know, world-ending weapons here. Mm. Or planet-ending weapons.
0: Um, uh, Gort from The Day of the Earth Stood Still is my answer. Mm. Gort.
2: Don't fuck with him.
3: <laughs> and the and the and the war, war the world of machines which couldn't actually destroy the world, yeah, okay. They Attempted to but world the, the, world the, machines, machines. No, the machines, the machines, the, 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 the tripods, the, yeah, the, the yeah. or the aliens, the inside well, the tripods. Well, that was their
0: problem right there, Tripods, That's stupid. Have
2: four, <laughs> four, four <laughs> legs, not three. Dumb, it still works, Aaron, mathematically. It is? I don't, I don't believe
0: the world ended at the end. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Why? Because they fucking fell over like idiots. <laughs> <laughs> <That's... laughs> That's not hard to
1: count. Uh, it's called stability. <laughs> um, some terrifying world-devastating de- de- weapons in film plastic. What? Okay. <laughs> it's A real-world answer for everybody. Yeah, very depressing. answer. answer uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's actually uh, the graduate Aaron going to plastics. Plastics.
0: <laughs> All right, last question. Name some great reluctant cinematic heroes. Lisa Rambo has Sarah Connor in the Terminator, David Dunn in Unbreakable, and Ellen Ripley in Alien. These are good answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip ha- Philip Herd has Thomas More in A Man for All Seasons and Theo in Children of Men. More good answers. Irene Johnson writes Frodo Baggins in The Lord of the Rings and Dorothy Gale in The Wizard of Oz. And Chris Cleveland has Mad Max and Han Solo in the in the original specifically.
1: <laughs> wow, what's wrong with him in the new? In the he new just movie? hates that all the air so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Um, I was also thinking about Theo from Children of Men. Like, he's not even a hero. He's just like some guy who's been tasked with something. He got the job he done. He's a hero. He did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> at, at the cost of his own life.
0: Yeah. Maybe he lives. I don't know. The ship gets there. Get a bullet out. <laughs> he slumps over. Yeah. Maybe he just passed out. He's bleeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah that's a lot. Yeah. Like Chew and just Tell, hope. he got he got blown up. Like he's gone. But Theo, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I hold out hope um Let's see. Any other reluctant heroes? McLean from Die Hard.
1: He just wanted to see his wife and make make sure that things were okay. Yeah, yeah
2: he, coast, even, he just wanted to party. Yeah. All
0: right. Any from you, Aaron? Um, I don't know. Roy Scheider in Jaws. He doesn't want to go in that water. Yeah. And he, to he told the mayor to not fucking <laughs> open the beaches. Yeah. Then he sleeps. Then he stayed mayor. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, that's not enough feedback.
1: Feedback, feedback feedback
0: and that's going to bring us to the end of this week's episode about now the you can find more of my work my personal blog the code everything i do ends up over there i write for weedliveentertainment.com of entertainment.com for movie reviews and why so blue for criterion and blu-ray reviews and i am on twitter at aaron's ps4 Abe? If you friends, you can find more offensive bar my instagram abe.mua and twitter.com hashtag
1: oh, we don't have that in the refrigerator
0: <laughs> alex millington where can people find more of you online
3: uh, as always, at firstshowing.net, um, on Twitter at firstshowing, and on Blue Sky, as Ooh. Alex B, I think I am, if you've ever heard of this and know what I'm talking about, and then on Letterboxd that uh, slash firstshowing as well. Is it still going to be called Letterboxd after the acquisition? Oh, don't, mean to, don't you dare bring this up. So They're going to put no. an
0: E in it at the end.
3: <laughs> I, I'm confident that nothing will really change, but okay. I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm nervous.
1: I'm excited for the documentary that's going to be released next year. Boxed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's going to feature all of the movie. <laughs> yeah, in <this> world. exactly. <laughs> all
0: right. You can find all the other episodes of out now on iTunes, Audioboom, Spotify, and Stitcher. SoundCloud, Podomatic, and HHWOD. Email us at outnodpocketsdml.com. Check out our Facebook, Facebook.com or Twitter, Twitter Twitter.com anna underscore podcast and Instagram.com as well. And of course, iTunes, reason ratings going to get those. Um, Alex, thank you very much for joining us this week. Alex, thank you so much. Alex, you're welcome. (laughs) Great to have (laughs) you as always.
3: I'm, 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 I'm always. You guys are the best, and it's really it's a delight to be on the show. Well, you know, we we not be treated. Thank you for being our our
1: Berlin correspondent.
3: Oh, you're welcome. Anytime you need a guide to the city, I'm here for your help and uh, resource. (laughs) There you go. Oh, no, thank you, thank you for having me on. Really, really glad we could talk about this. It's actually a good one that I wanted to talk about. So it's it's a, it's a joy. Good.
0: There we go. Well, of course, happy to have you on. Yeah. Happy to have you back on again sometime soon. Uh, next week we'll be talking about the Exorcist colon believer. That's right. The Exorcist is now a believer. And, <laughs> We're gonna be uh, using Smash Mouth as the intro and exit
1: song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, the the the, re, the redubbed version of that song by Smash Mouth is specifically for. <laughs> <one we> <laughs> Yeah, RIP to Uh, their lead singer. But uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode. So until next time, so long and goodbye.